Hey, hey, you know the voice, because you desperately miss the voice, and you're wondering right now, can this really be the voice? Well, this voice is here to tell you, it's the voice. It's me, Blake Shetland from The Voice. Love you, Gwen. See you at home. No, just kidding, just kidding. It's the voice you were thinking it was. It's your presenter, Dave. So low at the top of the show. And I just wanted to say, listen, I miss you too, okay? Much like a mutual fund, the feeling is fun. I miss these one-on-one times we had, just the two of us, without those other two clown presenters what are their names again like uh like dendal and brample or or something what i had honestly forgot their names well anyway i'm here because i wanted to intro the new dandan brave presents theme song we haven't been using we haven't been using it because we've been in the lab tirelessly with their producer Puff Daddy, reformatting, retooling the old version to make it fresh for this very different world we're living in uh, since we started the podcast like seven to eight months ago. I gotta check my calendar. Um, but it's new. It's It really feels like the time we're living in now. And I think that's important because we're very topical a current podcast where we discuss current affairs. So here it is. Let us know what you think. Dandan Brave, you taught us much. You behave with a grandfather's touch. We podcast now in the main. Your ideas won't die in. Presenting Dan and Brave. Presenting Dan and Brave presents. Presented by Brandon and Dave. And now Danny too. You see what we did there? We added that itty bitty ting to make it just right. Remember, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And hit us up on our Twitter page at Dan and Brave to let us know what you think of the new theme song or any of the other zany bullshit things we do on this pod. Uh, this is the last year of the 80s board build, board bills pod, 1989. We'll discuss that in the episode proper, but I just wanted to say glad to be back on these intros and um, you'll see, you'll, you'll hear from me again, okay? <laughs> All right. Good night. Send in Agent Triple A. Here we are. Back in the billboard charts, the board bills. Guys, welcome. Dan Din Brave presents. This is 1989, the Taylor Swift Albums episode. Oh, shit. Surprise. Surprise. Just kidding. This is the Board Bills covering 1989. I am your bored-ass Brandy. I am still Dirty Diana Danny. And I am Davey 
no tricks, up my sleeve, you're like a no shtick, up my dick, I'm just me, the way my family knew me back in 1989, newborn baby, just as simple as that. You're like a new drill that comes with no accessories, no bits. No, no nonsense, Davy. Okay, we are here at the the last year of the eighties, nineteen eighty nine. Closing out the decade. That sucks. Best year, best decade of my life, as I said before. And, uh, <laughs> yep. This it's is all downhill from there. <laughs> this is the year that uh, Danny and I were born. That's right. Um, this whole year, I was born. I was awake and uh, alive and. Really getting hey, my first uh, laugh was probably this year. My first smile, my first my me 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 you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. First shit for well no, not the first shit. But maybe the stinkiest. Uh, maybe a the lot stinkiest. of firsts this year. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I probably <laughs> did uh, some crawling. How about you guys? You think you did some stuff? I definitely did some stuff. Alright. I was into some shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. We are going to be going through all the number one songs of the year. Right. Um, and this is it. This will, and then we're gonna we're gonna do another episode where we cover all of the '80s in general and say what our favorite songs were. We'll go over all that stuff. It'll uh, be fun. Can we just do the '80s again? <laughs> we're gonna do the number two songs week yeah, by week. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a lot of repeats. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah there would be because because <laughs> things don't just appear at number one and then disappear. Yeah. <laughs> um. The number uh, two show. So we're starting off with Every Rose is Thorn because not for any reason, we just love it. <laughs> no. No, this is it. this carries over from the end of nineteen eighty eight and this is uh one more week into nineteen eighty nine at mm-hmm. number one. So let's get the fuck away from it and go to the next one. Hell yeah. Oh, and this is how you really saw the fucking yeah. This is the star of the titular <laughs> song by Frank Zappa, Bobby Brown Goes Down. Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's not true. Bobby Brown, it's my a- prerogative, one week on the charts. Uh, Dave, huge Bobby Brown guy. So Big. am I. So am I. But Dave even bigger. Um, Dave loves him. Yeah. This is how you start a damn year. This Barry Sax, you hear that Barry Sax, you hear that deep, sultry groove. It's hitting me in my loins. Oh, I didn't I know Barry Sax played on this song. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm assuming Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis or no? That'll be a great joke that no. Dan can enjoy when he listens back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. no, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, not present. But uh, okay. One, Teddy Riley is very present. Uh, of in course. fact, yeah. Okay, so this is listed as written by Bobby Brown and Gene Griffin, the producer of this particular record. But apparently in interviews, it has been said that Teddy Riley wrote the song himself, gave it to Bobby Brown. And as we know, Teddy Riley is the father, one of the fathers of New Jack Swing. And this is full out swinging, dick swinging new. Would you say he's the best New Jack Swing? Bobby Brown? Artist? Bobby Brown? Yeah. Yeah, it purely from a purely New Jack Swing style. Yeah. yeah, yes. Okay, for sure. Yeah, this is the best New Jack Swing song, I think. Not uh, Poison. Who? The song Poison. By Alice Cooper. Wait, what am I thinking? Of? You're thinking of Bell Biv DeVoe. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Alice Cooper Poison. <laughs> no. You don't like the other. You don't like um, every little every step? little step more than this. I kind of like 
I love this song, but I like every little step a little more. They're all in the top five. Yeah. You know, like, it's like they're so close to each other in terms of greatness. But this has got one of the best grooves. I, yeah. It's yeah. a milkshake thick groove. I love this so much. It's I really awesome. I was reading awesome. that, like, Bobby Brown didn't have an image as, like, a bad, a bad boy until right about now when he started and like when he started yeah. dating Whitney right famously of new edition before is this this is his first solo efforts first? no actually okay so he had like a it was not new jack swing at all his first album mm-hmm. and they just revamped his style he was very uh, crucial in trying to reform himself and it worked and also this is during the time period where he wooed Whitney Houston because mm-hmm. yep. she saw the sexy little man dancing around not a great vocalist, but no. definitely a good one. And a fun one, yeah. Amazing frontman and dancer, though. Yes. Oh yeah, so Dancing. much attitude. Yeah, these videos are great. Really fun. Um, right around, we're in January. We're second week, second week of January. Right around this time, Paul McCartney releases um, "Back in the USSR" exclusively in the USSR. Uh, yeah. Bootleg copies sell for as much as thousand um, dollars in the U.S. It's a big I have deal. one. Yeah. Yep. In my it's, it's covers in of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pretty sure it's covers of old rock and roll songs too. Oh really? Yeah. Like they, that, oh, they I couldn't thought it, hear. For some reason, I thought it was a live album. I could be wrong. I thought it was songs that he wrote. No, so like old rock and roll tunes that they couldn't hear in Russia. I'm sorry. He has a live album called Back in the USA. Yes. Yes, I say. Yes, I say. Yes, I say. Let's move on. Oh, oh, I just also want to say that Barry Sachs reminds me of Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. Same kind of like sinister low vibe, <laughs> Vincent Price vibe. <laughs> yes. So, two things we can kind of shout back to Hold on our on. last episode. Wait, I thought you said this was 1989, not 1964. Yep. <laughs> because this well, song sounds like it's from that year. And what I was just about to say about that was, and I'm glad you said that because, so this is Phil Collins, Two Hearts, Two Weeks mm-hmm. on the Charts. Two hearts, two charts. Two hearts. Weeks. Um, <laughs> this was co. This was this song is written by Lamont Dozier, uh, Lamont, uh, whatever. Um, His name is Lamont Dozier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of the of the uh, songwriting team from Motown that wrote some of the biggest yes. hits. Holland like Dozier, Holland. Mr. Holland's Dozius. <laughs> uh, they wrote "Stop in the Name of Love," all the you know the big mm-hmm. songs, and so they got that songwriting credit through. Um, uh, Steve Winwood, we said from the last year, uh, right? Because yes, so that so he this is a, this is one of the things I talked about. I just don't really like when Phil does his cover stuff. Yeah, it's um, not a cover. Well, it's a song. Yeah, isn't it? No, he wrote this with. Oh, he wrote it here. with him in the style in of the an style old of it. Well, song. that's probably why I still don't love it that much. Oh, really? I like this one a lot. Do you like him doing the old school style more than Billy Joel doing? Yes. The old, yes. The, yes. Yes. Okay. Why? Uh, well, it depends on the I song. Do. I do. Why do you like Phil doing it better? It's a similar idea, right? You know why? Because he's got that British soulful voice that Billy doesn't. Billy doesn't. <laughs> Billy doesn't. <laughs> Billy Joel doesn't. I, I I agree. I just yeah. like, I just like Phil's voice more. Definitely. I yeah, his like, voice is so nice. Yeah. I kind of like keeping the faith more yeah. than. Chris? Yeah. I don't know. That's it's tricky. I don't really love either one of them. So. <laughs> You have to pick. Okay. Um, some people say that Phil himself must have had two, must have been born with two hearts. That's why he feels heartbreak so strongly because he feels it <laughs> twice over. Uh, right around this time. He's kind of like an emotional pussy. <laughs> 
Right around this time, James Brown is sentenced in Georgia to six years in jail. Uh, in oh, my God. In connection with a police chase through two different states. And uh, Madonna files for divorce from Sean Penn, officially, after three and a half years of marriage, uh, citing irreconcilable differences, putting it lightly, I'd say. Yeah. And um, Michael ends his bad tour in uh, Los Angeles, Michael Jackson. You know, um, I like those two news points, the first two ones, because it was like catching up from last year. Yeah. If we find out the, the resolution yes. of the stories. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. This is Sheriff. Uh, when I'm with you, okay. I spent one week on the charts. <laughs> uh, they are Canadian, which is funny because there um, there is no rank of sheriff in Canada. Ah, <laughs> nice. Uh, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Fool, honestly, fooled me. But 100 percent was on board. Could for be that. true. I, I've got to know it about um, this band. Actually. I got to know it. I got to know it. I know it. I have to know. Listen, <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town, and he's making no arrests. <laughs> um, Sorry, <laughs> sheriff. Broke up six years before this, this song gets to number yes. one. <laughs> so it came out in 1983, charted in Canada originally, um, and then it just... I, it, I think of DJ in Kansas City somewhere in America yeah. started playing it, and for yeah. some reason it just caught... What? Yeah. How? I, I have no idea why. Why this? Yeah. I why anyone? Didn't know the verse at all when I was listening to the songs. Like, I don't know what this is. The chorus kicks in, and I recognize it. Couldn't think of what it was. Yeah. I looked it up. Joe Dirt soundtrack. Uh, I remember it specifically from a scene in Joe Dirt when the really hot girl comes riding in on a horse, and David Spade and uh, Kid Rock are looking at her. It's like, right here. It's Yes, it sounds so much like a stick song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, th- um, and that sounds like, and I could steal this sip into the shore, baby. I can't fight this feeling anymore. Yeah, 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 definitely. Ario Speed? Ario Speedwagon. Um, I like the chorus. I don't really like anything yeah. else. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Anyway. The um, song is also notable that is one, it is one of the few number one hits of this era that did not have a promotional video because they broke up in 1984. <laughs> yeah. Now, I want to post this Crazy. as one of the... Insane pictures on the Instagram page uh-huh. when we swipe through. So unless there's a problem with your internet, the bottom half of this album art is like pixelated and the further up you go the image gets clearer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And look at this guy. Look at the guy with the mustache and the striped shirt. What a, an amazing look. Wow. So <laughs> funny. We gotta post this picture. How many members are in that band? There's five of them. Oh my god. It took five people to make this garbage? <laughs> I think we're ready to move on. Yeah. Okay. Count, count here we go. Miss Paula Abdul, straight up three weeks on the charts. Okay. This was the best-selling single. This makes me straight up in my pants. <laughs> uh, this is the best-selling single in the United States of the year. Another music video directed by... <laughs> Sorry. Danny. I don't want to talk about your boner. All right. Uh, okay, another video directed by David Fincher. Oh. Yes. Of... American. Uh, what did he do? Oh, he's in a lot of movies, like Ozark. He's in a lot of movies. He's in Ozarks. No, who knows? Social Network. Social Network. Thank you. And a lot of them. Seven. A lot, a lot of seven. seven. Um. Okay, so she started off as a premier choreographer, yep. Lakers dancer. Was a Lakers dancer before, and then the Jackson family. Yeah. Uh, I believe found found her. And started using her, and we know she was in the Janet Jackson videos, all up in the videos. She choreographed for 
many different artists. And then this is uh, the first time she got to sing. You know what happened? She was singing along to those songs while she was dancing. <laughs> and, she, you know, she wanted to do it herself. She doesn't have the greatest voice. Um, no. no, we know that. But the song is good. It's catchy. It's fun. Right. She has uh, the Britney Spears complex. Not complex, but the phenomenon with Britney Spears and why she was so big. Um, and people have said this. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, she was hot. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is young girls could sing along ah. because they're not good singers. Like ah. Christina Aguilera, like it was not as accessible. Whitney, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, you, sure. Like, yeah, Britney yeah. was sexuality mm-hmm. that girls were accessing as they were coming of age, and also you can sing her songs. Yes. Yeah. Like, and this is a little bit similar to that. It's a really good point. Yeah. But yeah, I can, just, I, I can hear that. Yeah. yeah. Nah, 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 um, nah. Yeah, yeah. It's just very sing-songy. The Forever Your Girl album did not hit number one in the U.S. until its 64th week on the chart, the longest ever journey to the top. Oh. So was this released? This was released last year sometime. Okay. Didn't really heat up until '89. So it should be off the charts. Yes. I love the. Uh, J. Cole sample of this song. The song, ah, you know, it's a work yes. out for me, work out for me. He for sings, sure. he goes straight up, not down me. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. Uh, is your microphone turned the correct way, Dave? It is. <laughs> okay, we're on board. All right, yeah. we, can, we can keep going. <laughs> One of the best running running. I'm going to do it every episode now. We're in February, by the way. Rory Orbison, um, at this time, joins Elvis Presley. He's the only singer to ever simultaneously have two top five albums on the Billboard charts. Wow. Two top five albums. I guess at this, but wait, maybe I don't know if it's all time or at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. That's just we'll what, never know. We'll never know. Uh, and Tiny Tim launches an unsuccessful campaign to be elected mayor of New York City. Tiny Tim also uh, launched a successful can- can- campaign to uh, not have uh, a crutch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And and to have his dad Bob Cratchit uh, get a good better job. Yep. All right. Okay, here's my favorite artist of the 80s, Debbie Gibson. <laughs> really quick, straight up, the longest um, single three uh, we- at three weeks? I well, think it might be. this went three weeks also. Oh, okay. This also went three and weeks. And so did another song later on. Three, no, there's a four. There is a, there's four. a four. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. So this is Debbie Gibson, Lost in Your Eyes. We're in March weeks. now. Yeah. She is now, eight, I think, 18 years old. Okay. Because she was 17 the last time. Ooh, she's legal, girls. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I'm going to make a, a, a statement. Uh-huh. I'm going to spend some time this week. That you're going to regret. No, sorry. Ready? Uh, I'm not going to do Hey Siri because it'll interrupt the, the song, but I'm going to listen uh, to Debbie Gibson this week, some of her albums. I love her voice. She's got a very sweet voice. This part right here. This part, yes. Harmonies. Love it. Maybe there's no harmonies, but it sounds great. No, there's harmonies. Um... Very Lon- oh, sorry. Very Linda Ronstadt, that part. Uh, and Linda Ronstadt has w- one of the best voices. Yes. We need to talk about her on the podcast more. There's this trembling Latin timber in her vocal box. Yeah. Very bolero, very traditional Mexican, especially with the very fake-sounding strings, horns, and high-flying guitar in this song. And also, nothing really... Sp- Special. I don't. Sorry, I like the song, but it's not that special. No, it's not as good as the other one for sure. But I like her a lot. Yes, and it's also musically deceptively interesting. Yes, like, the guitar is like prog at points. Yes, like listen a little closer. I know you're not listening close enough, Dan. He was actually zoned out. He doesn't know anything <laughs> no, that was just said. No, this song is boring. I think it's boring. You're that? Come on. Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Also, I she mean, 
She was a dang sweetie. She dressed just like Blossom. <laughs> she was like Blossom before Blossom. This song um, is from the album Electric Youth, and I believe she started crediting her songs uh, to Deborah Gibson. I mean, it's Debbie Gibson. Yeah. It's the same person. I, okay. But I she just... she wanted to be more mature, I'm guessing, so she went Deborah Gibson. Yeah. Deborah. I'm Deborah now. Just a very sweet voice. I love it. I really love it. What a cutie. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Hey, what <laughs> song from last year was a, a, a an anthem for mechanics everywhere? Uh, I forget. Because it should have been this one. It Mike and the Mechanics, one. Living Years. Now, this part right now sounds like it's Scarface. The intro to Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's going to be a fact that I know Dave's going to say, but okay. this is another song, and I, I'm going to make a playlist of these songs for myself, of okay. songs that I knew but never would have guessed the artist. Just mm -hmm. a song that I kind of forgot about. This song has the same emotional impact to me as Father's Eyes, like yeah. Eric Clapton. It's like that same vibe. Mm -hmm. um, and a dad. I, I just love... Especially at the end of the song, which we'll skip to in a little bit. But go ahead, Dan. I know you have an affinity for this song. No, I, mean, I didn't do like a lot of homework on like the, the song, but I mean, I listened to it a few times. It was a song. It was one of those songs I've, I've heard in the background a lot that mm -hmm. we've talked about before. Like, I love oh, vocal so phrasing is so good. But mm -hmm. I listened to it a little more and like mm -hmm. like listen to what he was saying and like just like how it builds this guitar. I fucking love this one. I really, really am Before you one. make your comment, yes. I want to just say, for this year, I want to do a top five, not a top three. Okay. I think... Oh, I did a top five also. So okay. We're, so we're good. Um, okay, so a couple things. He sounds like... Spoilers. There's another vocalist he sounds well, like. Well, because he is another vocalist. Another vocalist. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so this, this, the vocalist is Paul Carrick. Okay. He's previously uh, sang lead on two other... Uh, hit singles. And you know what they say, eat your peas and carrots. Ready? So the first song is Tempted by Squeeze. Oh, awesome. Which is funny because he is not an original Squeeze member and nope. that is their biggest hit. And that's okay. the only song, maybe not the only song he sings, but one of the few one songs the he few sings. Songs he, he was primarily the keyboard player yeah. in that band. And then after Jules Holland. After Jules Holland. And the other song is How Long Has This Been Going On? You know, How Long Has This Been Going On? Oh, yeah. yeah by yeah. Ace. Okay. Uh, so, from American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul Carrick was in uh, Mike and Mechanics. Was a did you say this already? So, Mike Rutherford is the Mike and Mike and Me Mike and the Mechanics, okay. and Mike Rutherford is a, a member of Genesis. Oh. That's the fact that we were waiting to tell you on the air. Oh, the first yeah. surprise. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I um, I don't care. <laughs> no, so also, this is like now. It's, now the song is just huge. Now I, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it, uh, it, I love it. It's I a great love, song. I love songs that take that arc, and um, that it emotional builds. build. Yeah. And this song was about uh, like having a. I got criticized a lot in my songwriting department classes at Berkeley for doing that. For what? For not having enough build? No, for always having a build. Like an emotion, like, like my song is like, like everyone I, I guess I did in class. Uh -huh. I didn't expect to talk about this on, on the show, but um, <laughs> it's okay. I, yeah, I just, me personally, I don't like doing like repeating, even if I have a same verse, I like switching up the groove or right. doing something different yeah. to yeah. make even, even choruses. I hate repeating choruses. I uh -huh. don't, it's just for me, I don't like it. Right. And so a lot of my songs like follow would, would follow this structure of like building and I always got quote-unquote poor grades for doing that so that was always um, upsetting like you're going to give me a grade for a song yeah <laughs> it has slight 90s especially the the chorus he has a i'm oh, sorry a 90s sitcom like yes theme 
Like his voice is, sounds like a sitcom singer. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's like strong. Alan Thicke stepped off the screen and started yeah. <laughs> singing to the audience. Um, it's about the inability to communicate with a family member. Um, I think both Mike Rutherford and B.A. Robertson, the two songwriters of this uh, song, lost their father. And also Paul Carrick mm-hmm. lost his father when he was younger, mm-hmm. uh, the singer of the, of the song. So at the same time, I believe B.A. Robertson's, right after his dad died, he, his, his son was born. And he didn't have a very close relationship with his dad, but it's like mm. about like his inability to communicate, having regrets, yeah, all this type of things. Heavy stuff. Yeah. So the, the, there's a children's choir in it. Yeah, you yep. can hear that. And that's very definitely clearly. like uh, really cool. symbolic of a child that exists inside the man who's singing. And the video, I, I stopped talking about the videos a little bit, but um, uh, for the listeners, I watched every video on the list. Uh-huh. And, um, 88 and 89. 88 and 89. And um, it's it's bunch of kids and people running on a mountaintop uh, from what I remember <laughs> perfect damn yeah they're this all song, meeting up at, at the pinnacle yeah the peak. I think I'm gonna hug my dad now yeah it's an yeah. emotional this is an emotional <laughs> one for sure I really I, I really like love it, it. Yeah. yeah do you like this or uh, uh, the cats in the cradle it's like the, the famous huh? the, the dad one yeah no I don't care about that one do you like this you know what's, you know what's a good one father and son by Cat Stevens know that one it's good look it up one day okay I don't um, know that one. Also, wait, I do want to say, the the like the phrase, the living years, kind of clunky and dumb poetic. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same, oh, like, the years he was alive. <laughs> it, it sounds smarter than it is, It keeps basically. reminding yeah. me of ELO, like, living thing. I keep thinking that it's going to be that, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, amazing song. Wait, uh, did you put on the karaoke uh, version of the song? Because <laughs> it sounds like it. It sure does. <laughs> This is The Bengals, Eternal Flame, um, another song written by Steinberg and Kelly that we mm. talked about before. Uh, also co-written with Susanna Hoffs, oh, right. lead singer of The Bengals. Okay, yes, and actually, mm-hmm. um, I went on a deep, <laughs> I went on a deep dive of uh-huh. Susanna Hoffs because um, I, I was stricken by her uh-huh. in this in the video. She's just very, and she still looks very great like and she's she's a really like really really great singer mm-hmm. uh, and very unique voice mm-hmm. I love the like yeah it, yeah yeah I, I like that it's like it's like country-ish you know what kind of, I, I feel like yeah you has, can't comment you didn't like Dolly Parton <laughs> it actually is a little Dolly Parton no that's what I heard yeah wow. I hear Dolly Parton totally didn't hear that until now okay just, I can, I'm allowed to comment. You're shaping my thoughts, I'm, Danny. I'm allowed, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to comment. Danny, you're shaping my thoughts. Oh, this part, I love this, this part. part. This yeah, part I sick. love this part. Yeah, I actually. forgot about this. This is good. This has a bit of a medieval sensibility to it. A song that would please a king if you were, were to perform it for him. I see a king smiling when I listen to it. <laughs> she's got a cute voice. I like it. She's, she's got a cute voice. She's got a total cute voice. Uh, so this was produced by David. Not David. David. Two T's. Like affidavits. <laughs> uh, Stig- Steigerson? And it's from the album Everything from 1988. And of course, they did uh, Walk Like an Egyptian before. Yeah, I, this that's, is, yeah, I wanted to touch on how much better this is. This is, is way yeah, better. Yeah, like it's, better. It's, it's mature and it's just like very it's, much yeah. better song. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this time, White Snake's David Coverdale marries Tawny Katane. Coverdale. <laughs> Coverdale, no better work. White Snake's Coverdale. <laughs> Great, right. let's move on. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is this one that I'm gonna like and you guys are gonna hate, or no? 
I think it might be. This is rock yeah. set. I think, it, I think it might be. This I is knew, rock set with the look. I kind of knew that. I yeah. knew that. I like this one a lot. So this, this, the album that this is on is a complete ripoff of the Joe Jackson album. It's called Look Sharp with an exclamation point. Right. They, they took it. Tony. Yeah. Can you put ice in this cup when you're done? We're talking to our, to our butler, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a direct ripoff. Like, they knew what they, they were knew doing. They yeah. were doing, yeah. Um, I, do, I love the driving rhythm so much. I really do. This is a Michael Jackson song, too. She's got the look. Oh, yeah. Totally. Even he did also, it after it. It's a <laughs> Prince yeah. song, though. Yes. Yeah. You got the look. It's it's pretty straight up. You know what it sounds like? Uh, it sounds like the Savage Garden song. Ooh, I want you. I don't know. The one. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of when I was listening to this. Like, because it, it sounded like vaguely familiar. She's got the look. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's cool. I'm it's definitely it. been used in a commercial, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know which I've one. Heard Revlon? It before. Do you know anything about Roxette? Anything about no. her? The, is it a band? I know or they're is it, European. Yes. Is it, is it a band or is it one person? Uh, I believe duo? it's a duo. Oh, it's a duo. It's like okay. a Eurythmics yeah. type okay. of situation. Male co-ed. Blonde girl with short hair. Okay. Uh, the song is such a bizarre hybrid of styles. Swarmy uh, southern blues rock. Monkeys opening guitar riff. <laughs> stripper warm-up song. Euro disco <laughs> grind. And Battle of the Sexes. Exotic sexist. Dancer. Yeah, Battle of the, sorry, Battle of the Sexes. That's not PC anymore. 80s stripper warm-up. 80s stripper warm-up. I was also thinking Battle of the Sexes competition theme song. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but this also sounds like a fashion uh, show song. Yeah. Like, go down the runway, rip your, your jeans off. Yeah, I don't know. This kind of just sounds like Muzak to me. It's like, Muzak. it's a little bit, like... <laughs> I don't care about this one. Yeah. I'm grooving to it. I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm grinding to it. Um, also, at I'm this... I'm skipping through it. At this time, <laughs> Michael... Named Michael King, King of Pop. Who? Oh, Michael. Okay, yeah. He is. He, he gets the official name of King of Pop after receiving the Soul Train Heritage Awards. Very nice. But this song. Hell okay. Yeah. Hell I have. Yes, I have such an emotional connection to this song. Okay, so this is "She Drives Me Crazy" by Five Young Cannibals. Oh, this. Um, personally, I don't care how young they are. I think they should be tried for murder. <laughs> Cannibalism well, is murder. They didn't don't say, find them. They didn't say that they murdered them. They just ate them after the fact. That's true. Okay, that's okay. You know what? You changed my. You're shaping my mind as well. The everything about this song I love. Okay, it, great. every single thing about this song. There are, I have two little things uh, to say about this. One, mm-hmm. you know when you just when you have an immediate association with something that you can't get out of your head? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. This song always reminds me of Kermit and Miss Piggy. Okay? <laughs> and okay. I, in my head, like, I don't know why I had associated with that, okay? Every time I hear this song, I just think of the Muppets. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some Googling, and there is a version that Kermit and Miss Piggy did on some TV special. <laughs> okay. And she's like, oh, Kermit! And he's like singing the song, like she tries me crazy. Like, oh, oh. that sounds vaguely familiar. Oh my god, uh, woman, right, guys? <laughs> but the production, that riff, <laughs> yeah, that riff is amazing. His voice is so unique. His voice reminds me of fucking Dave. It reminds <laughs> me of something Dave would do, <laughs> like, 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 just like, yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Um, the name of the singer is Roland Gift. Roland Gift. Okay. That's not a present you would give a, to the drummer in your life. It's an actual person's name because Roland's a, I think, drum company. Uh, Sorry. Roland Gift. Keyboards and lots of other stuff. Uh, he um, originally sang the song at the lo- in a lower key. Yep. 
and it didn't jive with anybody. And so he, he usually doesn't sing in the, the falsetto voice. Brought that to the table, and people, they all loved they it. They loved it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, similar production style to yeah. NXS's track from yes. last year. Yes. This new guitar no. comes in right here. Hang on. This that, new guitar right here. Right here. Yeah, that James Brown funky guitar. And they yeah. use that for, they carry that over into the next verse. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, both of those songs, the NX song, NXS song and this song, like ooze sexuality, but this is more of a horny, pimply teen <laughs> sexuality yeah. than the, the, the heartthrob horniness of NXS. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's yeah. one of the but songs. They're both like oozing. Yeah. This is another playlist I need to make for myself. Melodies like where you're just like, of course, like this had to exist. Like Mary had a little lamb. It's just kind of like yeah. a, somebody. This song always had to have been written. It's Pretty just, genius song. It makes sense. Really. And, um, this, and this also perfect production. Yes, the production is so cool. Yeah. Do you remember that band from a couple? I said this to you recently, Dave. Uh, band from a couple years ago, the Temper Trap, that did Sweet Disposition. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sweet disposition. Yes. A moment alive. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Very, very similar, similar voice, voice, and they're both kind of that uh, like South Pacific Asian look ah. in the band too, which is kind of interesting. Cool. Well, I think I he, don't know where he's from, but he's he has a mix. Yes, he's but mixed, so is I think the Tepper Trap yeah. guy. So very interesting. <laughs> I love. Um, I watched a video of him sing this song, or no, another song on uh, Jules Holland end of the year sh- uh, shebang. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh, oh boy. Here so we go. Madonna is like really great with simile songs. <laughs> like a prayer. Like a prayer, like a virgin. Like a virgin. That's it. Uh no, like a papa who doesn't <laughs> preach. <laughs> okay. 3 weeks. 3 weeks on the charts. We're in April now. So uh, incredible fucking song. Incredible song. Incredible. I honestly, it's one of the single most genius pop songs yes. and productions of all, all I like time. it better than anything on True Blue easily. Yeah, it's yeah. genius. Even though yes. I love Live to Tell yeah. so much, I, yeah. I love this song. This it, this could be my favorite Madonna song, period. I just think it's one of the best pop yeah, songs, ever. top 10. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so written and produced by Madonna and Patrick Leonard. They've done a lot of stuff together. We've seen them a lot on the charts. Uh, so the dynamics of this song is pretty stunning. The verses are like the Catholic Church version. Yes. Right here. So solemn, serene, candlelit, cathedral organ, restrained choir ohms in the background, a light triangle for the rhythm. But once we get to the chorus... Straight up Baptist church. Groovy, almost tropical, bouncy bass, choppy guitars, gospel singers riffing. It's as sexual, but it's also, you really feel it. But just that that dynamic thing is so interesting and genius. Because right here, it's such a different feel. Yep. It's ecstatic. Well, then, especially in the in the coda of the song, where the bass drops down, oh, it's minor, and it, yeah, and, it, and we'll we'll get there. We'll let it play. Yeah. Um, uh, very yeah. controversial video. The right. video is amazing. Uh, the uh, the saint the uh, the saint in the video is played by Leon Robinson of Cool Runnings. Mm-hmm. He's the, the the main like the main guy in Cool Runnings. Uh, yeah. Okay. And yep. so he plays the saint in the video. The burning cross is at the end. She's right. dancing with the little kids and the choir. I mean, watch the whole video because it's so, a, she so- actually dropped that uh, in a Pepsi commercial. So the first time they ever did that. So do you have the information for that? Uh, keep going. So I, I don't know exactly when it was. Was it during the Super Bowl? It was a commercial for a commercial. I just know Pepsi. Pepsi drops her as okay. a spokesperson. Right. Because yeah. this video was sparked so much controversy because of the. Burning Cross. uh, crosses plus yeah. the black Jesus um, that she got dropped by Pepsi. 
But at the same time, I think the controversy helped make the song more popular. Yes. Yeah. So it sold more, and MTV, MTV played it all the time. Um, I didn't know it came out this late in the '80s. I always thought it was like a yeah, an older song. It was like it's it's almost in, it's '89. It's almost the '90s. Like I didn't know it was that late. Um, it, it makes me appreciate Madonna that she uh, she can go to so many different directions. You know? Yeah. Here's, here here's that coda. This oh, this is so ominous. Yeah, that bass is just driving it. Yep. Grooving. And then it, right here, it modulates in epic proportions here. As epic as a Cecil B. DeMille film. Right here. Just like a prayer. Yeah, it's just going up that, that boom, boom. Going up the relative scale. Oh my god. And then it gets like joyous at the end. Yep. Yeah. Right here. We gotta listen to this. Yeah. yeah. This is where she's dancing with the choir and like kissing the little kid on the head and yeah. It's like now you're at your home again. You're, at, yeah. you're back in the gospel. You're back to celebrating now. But then it goes back to it. Because I think yeah. it goes back yes. to the it keeps part going, again. Yeah. Um, so Madonna had recently divorced actress Sean Penn, as you said, Danny. The cover of the single was drawn by her brother Christopher Ciccone and contained the letters MLVC with a P falling away. This represented Madonna's initials, Madonna, Luis, Veronica, Ciccone, with a pen falling away. Mm. Heavy. 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 Just like a prayer. Ah. Unfortunately, I think we have to move on. We yes. should. Yeah, it's uh, too good. It's too good. Yeah, it's too, too good. It's too now good. we're going to go into yeah. this even better song. Bon Jovi, <laughs> oh, I'll be there for you. Okay. Spend one week on the chart. This is when I was born. This song sucks. Oh wait, does that mean I was born <laughs> during Like a Prayer? What when's your birthday? April twenty sixth. You're like a prayer. Damn, Hell fuck yeah. That's, yeah, you man. got the best song. Yeah, Brandon Hell wins. Yeah. I'm born, By far. I'm born during this piece of shit. <laughs> that's why he's the most musical. <laughs> oh, Jersey. Had to be a Jersey guy. <laughs> um guys. I, I came out of the womb I came out of the womb and like a prayer was just playing in that room and I said, <laughs> I wanna do that. <laughs> Guys, don't make fun, okay? I actually kind of like the song. This is I'll Be There For You. I like this song. Uh, not a, Yeah, actually a lot. I, I think it's a... You know why? I don't hate this song. You know why? Okay. I like that. The river. Um, okay, so I was always familiar with the song, always familiar with the artist, never knew it had they had anything to do with each other. Yes, so, I agree. I didn't... I thought... Yeah. Never knew this was a Bon Jovi song. I kind of same. thought it was an Aerosmith song. It has the same, like, gut-wrenching, yes. soaring ballad. It does feel like an Aerosmith song. Same. Bon Jovi, even more popular than I thought. Bunch of... Oh, they were huge. Yeah, like, crazy. Okay, there's interesting choices for in this song that make me like it more, too. There's, like, that odd Indian raga intro. It's like a sitari-sounding guitar. And these death chugs during the chorus. Right here. Yeah. Ready? It's metal as fuck. Right here. <laughs> Why, you don't need to do that. Um, okay, also the verses sound like a boneheaded hair metal version of Radiohead's High and Dry. Yes, wow. Right? Yes. Very similar feel. Don't leave me dry. Yeah. Right around this time, Bon Jovi um, yeah. marries his high school sweetheart. Um, Dorothea 
Hurley at the Graceland Wedding Chapel in, Ve in Vegas. They get married in Vegas. Um, what else? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's California jewelry store in California. Employees call the police reporting a suspicious person hanging around their store. The person turns out to be Michael Jackson shopping in disguise. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> right around um, this time. Yeah. They're yelling so much in this song, too. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> Let's move on. Wait, hold on. That's so Aerosmith. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very... I, <laughs> I didn't click that, but... Yeah, very Aerosmith vibes, for sure. Okay. Hey, baby! Paul, Ab <laughs> Paul Abdul's back with Forever Your Girl for two Don't weeks. Um, End of May. Yeah. Um, okay. I think there's a little bit of Madonna in this track. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like a Madonna filler track, like on True Blue. Yep. <laughs> um, 100%. <laughs> Do you like this better or worse than Straight Up? Uh, uh, I kind of like both, honestly. I don't know how you feel about Th I, these I'm, two I like. I'm just a little indif indifferent. I'm, yeah. I don't have any strong feelings either way. Okay. It, this song sounds... I was not as familiar with it. A little under... Un, like unfinished or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. I got that Sounds vibe too. Yeah. Kind of like we were saying with True Blue, kind of like just like filling her album. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird that it. I didn't expect her to uh, appear so many times on the chart. Yeah, me too. Very shocking. Um, Same. What I do like about the song is that there's like a uh, male counterpart vocal. Yeah. Because this song's about uh, the male in her life, the male in her life being paranoid that she's cheating on him. Okay. And he's like, ah. she's trying to reassure him that, like, no, I'm forever your girl, like, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But you hear his, like, he sounds like Prince, too. This guy's like a Prince impersonator. <laughs> uh, this, you know, singing his view viewpoints. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, what else? It's like a notch. Uh, under the overproduction of Rick Astley. It's like not as perfect as Rick Astley's productions, but everything is pretty it's just yeah, program it's sounding kind of in the right spot. Quantized, yeah. yeah. all perfect. Yeah, you I mean, even though it's eighty nine, it sounds very eighties. We didn't really you talk about this. It. This portion of like the late eighties, a lot of per, like programming. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. is like they digital. I think yeah, everything's so so digital. Not everything. Not but everything, but a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of the dance tracks you know, there's no real drums in them anymore. Right. Uh, but anyway, what else? I think I, think I like straight up a little more. Yeah. Move well, on. I like... Um, Everyone around the, the world, world, come on! on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this... So this is not the right version, but because it wasn't on Spotify, but it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. So this is... It's, it's like a reissue, right? Michael or, 2009 re-recording? Uh, oh, I think he re-recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I listened to the original version. It's not that different. Yeah. It really isn't. Michael no. Damien, Rock On, One Week. Um, so, before I did research, I kept picturing Corey Feldman singing it. Uh, <laughs> and and then, funny enough, the yeah. song is from a Corey Feldman and Corey game yeah. film. Yeah. There's something in... Okay, first of all, it's a it's Rock On. So this guy's trying to like carry the torch of great rock stars. But this song sounds nothing like a rock song. No. And it has the same, you know when Corey Feldman's doing stuff now, he's like, I'm the hair of, the heir of uh, Michael Jackson. Like, I'm like the next in <laughs> yeah. line. I'm yeah. carrying his torch. This guy's like carrying the torch of the great rockers, and it's not true. He's delusional. 
I can't. He has a confidence of someone that's doing that, though. Yeah. I can't uh, interpret my notes again. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? <laughs> he was a Michael daytime Damien? soap opera. Yeah, uh, star. Yeah, Michael Damien. Yeah. Okay, I have it written down. <laughs> One week on the charts. I have it written down and circled David Essex. He wrote the song. So it's originally a, a song from the 70s. I actually put it on the uh, playlist as well. Oh, okay. Um, and then Def Leppard covered it in 2006 or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, there's been a few covers. Yeah. yeah. The original one's from the 70s. He's like a glam rocker. And uh, put it on real quick, I think. Because I haven't actually heard it. This is the original version. Oh, it was a hit in the UK. I think I actually listened to this. I liked it much better. It's cooler. Seems cooler, yeah. Oh, wait. This has got like a pretty cool vibe to it. Yeah, it's... I've heard it before. This is from the the original version from the yeah. 70s. Yeah, I remember. Okay, I remember listening to this and being like, "Oh, this is so much better vibe for this song." It makes sense that. Yeah, okay, like we'll get to there's it. less we'll things get. going on. Yeah, it's like very minimalistic. Yeah, this is kind of cool. reminds me of like Harry Nilsson, but doing yes. more of like a rock. For sure. This is yeah. This, this is, is cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I like this a lot more. Yeah. But uh. It's always interesting when like a, a song like that just hits number one for one week and yeah. fades away. It's not even available on Spotify, so it's not even like a yeah something that really held at all. And we're we're just gonna see that trend completely disappear. The, like the the one week number one hits, yeah. Yeah. it's gonna go yep. away. Yeah, the songs start charting way longer. Five, yeah. six, seven, fourteen weeks for a couple songs. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Jimmy D. Yeah, this doesn't happen anymore. I wonder why. I don't know. So, I have some thoughts, but we'll do. We'll, yeah. Get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So this is Bette Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings, one week on the charts. Um, We're in June, June 10th now, middle of June. Uh, this is a beautiful, graceful song about honoring the way less successful loser friend of yours. And well, because <laughs> Dave and I one time... Wait, I, I want to say before you say anything, I love this song because I'm generally the way less successful loser friend in friendships. <laughs> so I can relate to who... Sh- I'm, I hopefully I'm some of your guys' heroes. Anyway, yes, we've the seen... wind beneath my wing. So, yeah. <laughs> in the early stages of the podcast, when yes. we were trying to figure out... A couple years ago. A couple years ago, trying to fa- figure out different things to do, Dave and I... Watched, watched beaches, beaches with the sound off uh-huh. and commentated and tried to figure out what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen beaches, but I've never heard beaches. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we know from watching it on mute that Bette Midler is a singer in the movie. Yes. And her friend, played by Barbara Hershey, I forget it has cancer. Maybe. Yeah. She. She. Her. Their childhood friends. They grow up together. Right. And then they like fall out of touch. Like when Bette Midler becomes successful. Right. But then like when Barbara Hershey gets sick, she starts hanging out with her Reconnect. again, okay. and then hangs out with her daughter or something. I don't know. I've never seen it. So. Okay. I um. Dave, I have. Dave, you're the wind beneath my ass. <laughs> uh, this song was originally recorded by Roger Whittaker in '82, as well as Sheena Easton in Lee. And Lee Greenwood, sorry. Um, so a lot of people have covered this, including Gladys Knight yeah. and Lou Rawls and Gary Morris. Gary Morris actually has said that I believe he has, he has like more of a country version, but he's like uh, Bette Midler ruined this song because <laughs> he had a hit. Some a lot of people had hits with this song, but okay. he was the the biggest hit. Yeah. Um, also, this is one. Of the, this is the number one most played song at British funerals. 
I think I read that actually. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Bette Midler, one of uh, a great. She's a great performer. Uh, I really like her. One of the best Twitter follows really? out she? there. She's so good on Twitter. Yeah. She's like just funny and funny, but also political. And okay. She's just great. Okay. F. Mary Sue. Bette Midler. Wait, Barbara Streisand. Liza Minnelli. Wait, Sue? Yeah. Not like, kill. I don't want to do kill. I want to sue. <laughs> so F. Mary Sue. Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Liza Minnelli, the three uh, Sopranos, right? They're called. Now or in er, ever? Any time Prime. Period. Okay. Prime. I know who I, I know who. Mary. Bet. Bet. F. Barbara. Barbara. Sue, Liza. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exact same. Yeah. yeah Barbara. Yeah, yeah, Barbara yeah, yeah, yeah. when. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Oh, my God. And when I saw um, <laughs> What's New Pussycat. No, no. Sorry. Uh, what's Up Doc. With her, yes. fell in love with Barbara Streisand. I never liked her ever before that. Yeah, love her now. Yeah, but anyway, so Bette Midler is also awesome, and Liza Minnelli, I like her too. Yeah, but I would sue her ass. <laughs> 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 I believe I put other versions of the song in there. This oh, is the uh, this is the Gary Morris. It's country. I love this album artwork. He looks like he's doing uh, Gilbert and Su- Sullivan opera. So let's hear a taste of this. Doing a little bit of HMS Pinafore. All right, we shouldn't spend too much time on this. There's well, let's listen to 40 what they more, did. 40 more These were hits. These were hits. Who cares? They're going to listen to the episode. They're going to listen yeah. to it. Dan, do you like this one more? Oh, definitely. This yeah, sounds like yeah. it's on like a little a little kid's <laughs> yeah. album, like a, like a yeah. lullaby. I will say the uh, Bette Midler version, remember from The Simpsons. Like one of my earliest memories, mm. too, is like a Simpsons episode where she does that song. Oh, Gladys Knight doing it? She's, she has the, maybe the best version. Oh, yeah. Get a little forward. Whoa. What a voice. I think I've heard this version. I, I, I don't know. I just think Bet, Bet's is the most classic. Yeah. I yeah. Just, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of just yeah, like the simplicity mo- of yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Um, Gladys Knight... When she put her version out, it was called Hero. Yeah. In parentheses, parentheses. Ah. Wind Beneath My Wings. Okay. Right. This is New Kids <clears throat> on the Block, I'll Be Loving You Forever, in parentheses, one week on the charts. Um, you know, when we grew up, it was all Backstreet Boys and Sync, 98 Degrees. Yeah. Uh, we were past the prime of knowing or being around the, the, the big New Kids on the Block yeah, phase. So they were, they were I, I don't really have a big connection to them at Actually, all. Actually, I do. You guys oh, are... Because you're so much older than us. <laughs> no, no, it's not because of that. Because my older sister, yeah, sister uh, okay. was like seven when I was... When this song came out. So, prime time to be a fan of New Kids on the Block. She had... So, I remember listening to their albums a lot. They're, they're not as good as the other boy bands. No. no. Like, and this song, especially comically cartoonishly out of his register it sound he kind of sounds like uh like philip bailey a little bit like a poor man's philip bailey like, yeah one of them one of them doesn't sing one of them raps like one of them never sings right here it sounds so silly it actually sounds is, almost anime yes yeah. who is singing it it's um jordan he had, he had a reality, he had a reality jordan show knight yeah he's singing knight? this one yeah. yeah i think donnie Wahlberg was more of Sing, talk, singy, right? Yeah, but then there was somebody that literally only rapped. I'm pretty okay. sure. I think yeah, the yeah. other, not Joey, not uh, Joey McIntyre. You know, they were right. kind of the white version of New Edition, and they're, I think, yeah, they're both from Boston. New Edition and uh, right, these guys are from yeah, there's Boston. There's a song. It might be on this list where you hear 
I think it might. It, they have another one. Do they have another number one song coming up yes. this year? I oh, never mind. It might be that one. Okay. Where Donnie Wahlberg, you can hear the thick yes, Boston yes, accent. Yes. Okay. Okay. Obviously, right. when, when I was watching <laughs> these videos, uh, this this I had to take a little diversion to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, which is just an insane, insane thing that yeah. it, that happened. <laughs> And it, it's so silly. Yeah. That he, anybody he can have it. a he career after yeah. that is so, and that's so sharply different. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, written and produced by Maurice Starr. Spelled the same way as Ringo, so we know we have another. Ringo keeps influencing these people. <laughs> Wait, Maurice Starr. Um, Maurice Starr. Is he actually. Isn't he from Earth, Wind, and Fire? No? Who? No, he's not. Isn't there a guy. What's no. the guy's name? Think about Atlantic Star. Didn't we say that before? Maurice White. Maurice White. Yeah. This Sorry. is a different guy, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but right. yeah, he loves Ringo. You can tell because this is some Ringo yeah. level shit. It's a lame ballad. Yeah. It's a, it's a lame song. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Richard yeah. Marks, one week. He's back, Richard Marks. So okay. you you like the song a lot? I really do. Wow. I didn't know it that well. It, like, it came on and it's not, again, another song, vaguely familiar. Um, really fun. Didn't um, know it myself. Um, <laughs> I love the chorus, folks. It's so. This okay. is so cheese. I love yes, the cheese. I, love, I love the cheese. Um, again, produced by Dick Marks and D. Cole. Um, from the <laughs> album Repeat Offender. Yeah. One of the most poorly titled albums I've seen yet, <laughs> for sure. Not a good look, man. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clearly an upbeat rocker. Sorry. A, a clearly an upbeat rock song written by a man more comfortable writing and performing ballads. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Because it's, it's kind yeah. of inauthentic. Like. Also, the chorus won't stop. He says, I won't stop until I'm satisfied. Yeah. Comes across as, as predatorily aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Almost to prove that he's not like a sensitive mama's boy. Right. But that paired up with the repeat, offen- repeat offender right album title, not a good match. <laughs> true. No, that's uh, very true. Yeah. But um, I don't know. <laughs> Call me a Marxist, but I think uh, I'm a little prejudiced against Richard Marx. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love this song. <laughs> oh God. No, I just, I like his other songs. This one Sk- I don't care about. Skippable. Yeah, me. skippable. Totally skippable. Um, where are we Speaking now? Speaking of, we're in. Uh, skip it. We're in beginning of July now. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's a lot to, lot to dissect with this okay. fucking song. Okay. okay. <laughs> with this, with this band. Okay. Yeah. This is. Millie Vanilli with Baby Don't Forget Your Don't Forget My Number. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't have the weeks written down. July first. Just For one week. One week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Man, you're really dead over here, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? You pick the energy up a little bit. I'm fine. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> you're off your game. You don't have the weeks written down. One week I didn't write down. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So. I lied to you guys. There are two songs I'm obsessed with, and this is one of them. No, that's a, I this understand being obsessed one? with this, this one. This is one of them, yeah. I understand. Was this the one you were referencing before? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. Okay, interesting. I am so... I don't understand this song. Yeah, it's... I it's, don't understand how it came to be. It's unfathomable. It's unfathomable. I didn't know this. I didn't know this at all. Uh, I didn't know this one. It's confusing. Yeah. It's very confusing. But I'm... I was obsessed with the video. All these little keyboard riffs. Yeah. Like just drums, basically. This part, I just, I, I listened to this. I watched this video like four times in a row. I couldn't stop. So is that, Ed, to that it. Eddie sample in the beginning a real gangster film, or they just like make that up themselves? I don't know. Because they like play it in the beginning of the song and then at the end too. 
I don't know. Okay. Well, um, so one of the things we got to talk about are so Frank Farian mm-hmm. is the founder of this band. Okay. Right. Okay. He is not one of the two guys, obviously, because they did. They were just the look. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now they're officially when you buy Millie Vanilli, Van, yeah, Millie Vanilli music, it says vocals by Charles Shaw and Brad Howell. Okay. Okay. Because they were the ones that sang, but also Frankie Farian has a history of doing this. There are three other bands that he formed. It was like a prototype. I love this. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Um, Wait, so is, was that before Milli Vanilli? The other bands? Yes. yes. Boney okay. M was one of them. Okay. It's kind of like a prototype gorillas, like in uh-huh. a weird kind of way. Yeah. And now there are also parts of articles that I read that this Frank Farian white guy producer mm. like pitched his voice down for some of the recordings and it's actually him doing some of the vocals. Interesting. Wow. He's, he's kind of like a Lou Pearlman, like a guy that like made these fake like boy but boy bands but like fake versions. There's like of them. multiple multiple singers in this, but it's yes. funny that people would hear it and be like, "Oh, it's those two guys." Like it's just because they vocals. were they had the look, they were energetic, they were great dancers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they fooled everyone. Yeah, and they were one was German, one was French, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both like I think of mixed race. Like they both had like the dreads and like the yeah. cool chic look. Uh, I would I would say that I know that the model like I feel like the models could have sang the song. Well, so At any like vocal talents. <laughs> Right. It's not that crazy of a song. Right. They should have just let them sing it. Apparently, they tri- they tried having them sing it, and they just couldn't do really? it. Really? And they've put out other uh, original music since then. I haven't... After. Yeah, I haven't listened to it at all. Okay. Um, yeah. But, um... I will say, okay, there are stories... After seeing I, Tanya, it, I kind of feel like they were villainized to the point where it destroyed their lives, actually. Yeah. One of them committed suicide. Uh, one of them... I really? Oh, I don't even know. They might have both committed suicide, but one of them definitely did. I yeah. Did, I did not know that. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, this fucked up. You know, like, it just fucked up their lives that they were, like, loved by everybody, and then people were like, they're not singing this? Fuck them. They're, they're evil. You know, they're bad. They got stripped of their best new artist Grammy. Which is kind of fair, but yeah. at the same yeah. time, it's like, who cares? I don't know. Like, I actually don't care if I'm if they didn't sing. Yeah, Who that, cares? <laughs> that, like thinking about like like crazy things that that go on now. I mean, yeah. that would that would be fine if that if that yeah, happened. it wouldn't matter. It'd yeah, just be a it, thing. Yeah. It'd just be like another like a little gimmick, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. This song, it's it's like eight different parts. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, I don't know why I was just weirdly obsessed with that. Song. No, I understand being upset. There's, the hooks are they get yeah. stuck in your head, like yeah, lots here of cool go. little parts. Okay, here we're back with five young cannibals with good thing. Uh, Written by Billy Joel. No. Um, <laughs> this was, uh, yeah. One week on the charts. Uh-huh. Or uh, July, July 8th. Um, really quickly, right around this time, all four original members of the Monkees reunite in Los Angeles for mm-hmm. a concert performance at the Universal Amphitheater. Uh, the following day, the quartet attended induction ceremony at the Hollywood Walk of Fame where they receive a star. The Monkees. Cool. Hey, hey. Um, they are. Another cool song by Fine Young Cannibals here. Very different than the other one. Yes. Yeah, I don't like it as much. No, definitely not. No, no, no. De- definitely not. But still, his vocals still are so different and cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I like it. They should have just sold this on the Billy Joel. It's also free- <laughs> it's also freeze frame. Makes me think of freeze frame. Freeze yeah. frame. Um, <laughs> it's got a 60s girl group swing to it. Yeah. yeah. But with a McGruff the Crime Dog swagger. I also can see just like dragnet. I can think of police officers, like '80s police officer films, <laughs> would be perfect for this. I think, uh, uh, and you said, what did you say? You said '60s 
girl group. Yeah, Heat Wave. Make sure they. Oh, yeah, it's Heat, Heat Wave. That's yeah, what. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Heat Wave. Yes. Yeah. Martha and the Vandellas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, nothing really else to say about it. It's it's a fine tune. It's fine. Yeah. If big my year. DJ put it on, I wouldn't say, "Hey, don't turn it on." You know? Right. Big so- Yeah. Big year for them. It's kind of a weird one to go to number one. Yeah. I think so. Uh. Okay. Wow. <sighs> okay. Hold the phone. Hold, yeah. Hold okay. my calls. <laughs> this is, if you don't know me by now... If um, anybody calls, I'm not here. <laughs> the Simply Red version. So this is written by Gamble and Huff, another yes. uh, legendary songwriting team. Philly Soul, bro. Philly, Philly Soul, baby. originally by Melvin and the Blue Notes. Go Eagles! Um, Who actually, I think, is... Or one of the guys in that band, I think, is Questlove's dad? Oh, okay. I oh. believe so. The lead singer, maybe. I might be getting it wrong with a different... Getting confused with a different band. Now, I know we talked about this the last time Simply Red was on the list. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like we were saying with Rick Astley, just an insane voice to come out of that man. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. In the video, you see him singing the song, and he's got his, like, red dread kind of hair. It's like a precursor to Adam Duritz from Cat and Crows, like, <laughs> like what he kind of looks like. Yeah. Um, and so the guy doing the harmonies in the chorus is Fritz McIntyre. Okay. Who is an African American man in the band in Simply Red that was like his like partner, uh-huh. um, and he like plays bass or uh, I can't remember what instrument he plays. Maybe piano. He plays uh-huh. piano for Simply Red. Yeah. So he's doing the harmony, uh, you know, right here. Oh yeah, great. The low Beautiful. harmony there. Yep. Um, his voice is uh, his name is Mike Hucknell. Mm-hmm. I really another is band. Is Red? Red Hucknell. Another band uh, I want to get into more. No? <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Danny. Me and Dave just pounded it. Um, he just I, pounded me. Another yeah. band I want to get into because I, I'm just obsessed with he his pounded voice. Me, he yeah, pounded yeah. me. Yes. I, um, uh, I think I like holding back the years a little more. Yeah. Um, well, yes. Yeah. Also, um, that's original. It's an original. It's, it's an original, original. And, and, yeah. now. And it's original. <laughs> but this is such a good version. Good version. Um, yeah, it's the same category of song as the Billy Vera and the Beaters track yes. from a few years back. Oh, yeah. Same exact feel. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. Uh, love to hear a soul song from the 70s have a bit of that 80s production stylings in it. It's fun. It's really a, a great mood piece. And uh, put it on in the background while you're, uh, you know, having a fight with your, your, your girl and then it'll calm her down. And <laughs> It's not good advice. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Voice. He says something like, "We act like children's when we fight." Oh, but also, great. it's kind of a funny song where he's like putting all the blame on the other person yeah. for not understanding him. It's like really not trying to meet uh, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's I just want to hear before we skip it a little bit of this riffing he does at the end. Yeah. Nope, not that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Amazing. Really great. <sighs> okay, here we go. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Martika, Ooh, Toy yeah. Soldiers, two weeks on the charts. So Middle of July. Um, This is a uh, featured other artist. She was in, a, I guess, a kids group called Kids Inc., and it, no, it's a TV show. A TV show. Kids Incorporated. So Fergie and Jennifer. I used to watch it. Yeah, I know it. Fergie and Jennifer Love Hewitt are in like the background vocals of this song. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, 
sampled by Eminem, Eminem. on one of his oh, more recent yeah. albums. I knew this sounded familiar. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. It was written by Martika. Her real name is Marta Moreira. And Michael J, who that he's a producer of the song as well. Michael Jordan from from, uh, uh, from Spin City. Michael J. <laughs> Major fan of the mood of the song, truly creepy. Yeah, yeah. Enhanced by the production quality of the day. Uh, yes, yeah. I can't explain that. It just sounds like '89. '89 on the nose. There's something dry about it. Something spooky about it. The children's choir just adds the creepy icing to the creepy cake. Yeah, it so, makes me think of Freddy Krueger. Here, so wait, right here. Hold on. Yes. Wait yeah. before you say anything. Yeah. That chord changes. I just love Amazing. the way. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two Freddy's coming for you. Three, yeah. four. Yes. The lullaby from Won't you come out and play with also Shining, the twins in The Shining. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's me. It's meant to scare you. Yeah. Uh, it's about a friend who was suffering from a cocaine addiction. Okay. And honestly, the song could effectively be used in a scared straight program. <laughs> yeah. It's spooky, but I love it. It's like I yeah, love it. It's I really cool. love it. I don't know. I'm a huge fan of this song. So yeah. yeah, every time I hear it, I like it more. I've been mm. I've been thinking about this one. Do you guys ever see that movie, Toy uh, Soldiers? Small Soldiers. Not Small Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. No. It's a really creepy movie from the '80s where uh, I think a boarding school gets hijacked by terrorists, <laughs> and these like kids have to fight the terrorists. Wow, that sounds like Red Dawn. It's a lot like Red Dawn. Okay, yeah. It's not Red Dawn though. Okay, it, yeah. It's it's a movie I saw when I was like in between seven and nine. I love movies like, okay. like, like, ta- was, like Taps when they had saw when, it too early though, and it just like fucked with me. Yeah. So scared. This song brings me back to that movie, which also was creepy. We got to get to that chord change one more time before we switch right here. Okay. That drum. Wait, wait, yeah. stutter. Oh God. I love it. I love her voice. Great. I love that guitar yeah. in this era too. Yeah, it's like it's darker Debbie Gibson. <laughs> that high harmony, crazy. It's like it should. It's yeah. Not, it's more mature than mall pop, but yeah. it's got the same like. It's like Heather's was a dark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Teen movie. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. We got Prince with Bat Dance <laughs> one week on the chart. Um, this Everything about this is insane. It's just uh, yeah, complete yeah. insanity. It, it's really fun. Um, does, does Jack have anything to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, uh, so <laughs> Prince did six songs for the film after being approached by Tim Burton. Uh-huh. He, he canceled uh, a trip to France, and he spent one month and did... Six songs and this. Uh-huh. Um, this was used more for promotion in the film. It wasn't in the movie. Okay. And the video is... Did you watch the video? No, I have it's, not seen it. It's insane. It's yeah. Prince is dressed as the Joker. Oh and there's God. like six different Jokers. And there's like this whole choreo- choreographed dance. Wow. It's insane. And he's like play- he's playing keyboards and playing guitar. It's the craziest video. It doesn't make... It's insane. You gotta watch it. Um, major fan of Prince, but I find this song almost as unlistenable as Revolution Number no. Nine. <laughs> it's just like all over the place. It's okay. If I'm gonna sit down and listen to it, can't really do it. No. Yeah. But if I'm doing something else, good soundtrack. Yeah. Scott on Bang Bang always said that this was his favorite song. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's a mat. It's like a bunch of different song ideas put together like one was called electric chair 
he talks about bunts, busting that body a lot. Um, would love to do an intense spinning class to this. Yeah. Spin class, yeah. Or just uh, learn the choreography from the video. It's crazy. It's really crazy. You have to watch it. We gotta listen to the second part. The funky part? Yeah, like, it's, it's like, like crazy. I like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, what, Go to what, the second I love part. what it changes into. Yeah, yeah. It's like Vicky Vale, the Vicky Vale part. A little before, I think. Before, before this, yeah. Earlier. So I didn't have to fast forward at all. We were right there. Really? <laughs> Sorry. This part sounds like Computer Blue from Purple Rain. The whole thing. But, uh, it's crazy. And I like that he does like the old school Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the old yeah, like TV show. Right. Tax man. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Right here. Yeah, the part's great. Who is that? Yep. Thank you, Dale. I like Batman. I like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's weird because it doesn't seem like a thing Prince would do. Like no. you know what I mean? He lost his mind a little bit at this yeah. point. It doesn't seem like he would do something so commercial. And then on top of that But it's, it's experimental. Experimental, but and then but but dressing up as Joker in the video and actually like being completely associated with the film. It's interesting. It's very weird. He he becomes the symbol soon after this, right? It's like uh maybe like five years after uh, five I think years? like okay. ninety four uh, around yeah. there. Okay. Around there. Alright. Yeah. I'm gonna bust that body. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. So one it's, of the songs I love this. this one of the insane. songs that was rejected by Tim Burton is uh, "Rave Into the Joy Fantastic," oh. <laughs> which I love. There's that. also an element of that song in this song, I believe. Like maybe like a, a vocal uh, melody or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we should move we on. We should move on. Hold on. This town needs an enema. He says. All right. Here we go. Wait, Prince dresses the Joker. <laughs> There's only one Joker. That's my yeah. role. There's only one Joker. <laughs> Uh, we're back. Mm. We're back in uh, Karl Marx territory, <laughs> with uh, right here waiting. Uh, three weeks on the charts. Um, throw the synth, throw that synth string intro into the pile of forgotten keyboard intros, as, <laughs> along with George Michael's faith. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Richard Marx is his name. Don't disrespect him. Don't what did you say? I don't know what you're saying. What did you say? His name is Richard Marx. Keep saying Karl Marx. Okay. Karks. That's that's disrespectful to Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> this song was the one I was. The you know, most, Karl the, Marx's legacy is disrespectful to Karl Marx. People don't understand what he was saying. Oh my okay. god! I was uh, the, definitely the most familiar with this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this, this, is, a bit, yeah. this is this is the mom van parked <laughs> parked at the soccer soccer field <laughs> waiting for Sonny to get out of practice. Yeah. I'm right here waiting. I'm right here waiting for you. Oh, that's uh, not even why I said that. I uh, just was talking about. Like, oh, well, uh, mom, even better. Mom, mom yeah. having a solo sensual moment, like in private. So sensual she, moment. Yeah, touching herself. Yeah, in she's the van? sitting in the van, like thinking about her life, and she's like, "This is a private moment I can have with Richard." Husband's at home, kids at soccer. This is my only alone time in the van. So you listen to this song and you picture like a mom masturbating, masturbating in, in a van. I didn't say that she for... was masturbating. So no. she's thinking about it. It's, it was. It, it was. was uh, yeah. It, yeah. You were going insinuated. there. Yeah, yeah. Insinuated. Well, whatever. Um, he's a bit like the elf on the shelf in this one, right here waiting for you. Come on. <laughs> That's not comforting. I took for granted. But, uh, I like, do you like, like this one? I like, <laughs> I like his voice. 
I do like. I know you love him. You actually have like, you like him a lot. You look up to him. He's one of your heroes. Vocally, there's like similar thing, like similar to like George Michael in terms of like the whispering kind of vocal. Yeah, yeah, like that. I, I love it. Very sexual. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I've I'm right here waiting for the song to get skipped All right, we to can the move next on. one. Fuck you guys. Okay, we have another Paula Abdul song. Yeah. Cold-hearted, one Cold-hearted week. Cold-hearted bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so what I was trying to say before is, um, what's the opposites of track? Like, it's kind of crazy that that didn't... Well, that comes a little later, is it? Yeah. That's the... Uh, it comes up a little later. Opposites it's, Attract is the It's not video. this year, but it does in the future. Oh, I, for some reason I thought it was before this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know this one at all. No, I didn't know it at all. Uh, so, the song is called Cold Hearted, but in the uh, chorus she says... She reveals that it's not just Cold Hearted, it's Cold Hearted Snake. Yes. Specifically during the... So, um, what's up with that? Why does just call it Cold Hearted Snake? If you're gonna use it every single time, say Cold Hearted Snake. Uh, instead of just calling the song Cold Hearted. Yeah. Snake offends people. <laughs> <laughs> it offends Taylor Swift. It's biblical. Yeah. It's biblical. Yeah, biblical. Very biblical. Um, I don't know what to say about the song. Yeah, it's so just medium. It's the most medium song on the whole list. Why was she selected to be a judge for? A vocal. So we talked about this previously. I mm. think that you know nobody knew how big it was going to be. People didn't know. People outside of the industry didn't know Simon and Randy, mm. and so it just seemed like let's just pick these people who are true in the entertainment business that don't mm. agree to do it. Like nobody knew what it was going to be. They thought it might last one, two seasons yeah. and go away. Yeah, it actually elevated all those people as like superstars. superstars. Yes. So. So, um, I do know that she was super self-conscious about her vocals. She's not the best singer. No. Um, but, yeah, that's all I remember. Too self-conscious. There's actually, I think, uh, uh, who cares, actually? I don't don't remember and I don't (laughs) care. Oh, my God. This new kid's on the block, (laughs) hanging tough, one week. This is the one that I, uh, recognize because I always kind of thought it was a cover of I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, Yeah. Um, I hear some BC Boys delinquent class clown style in the vocals of it, but it feels like the kids' bop version of BC Boys. It is, and they they're trying to be so tough in this. Yes, like so tough. We're tough. They say we're rough at one point too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also another <laughs> saying we're rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we suck. We're rough. We suck. So, oh, you know what that sounds like? Generals gathered in their masses. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my so, god. They are yeah. kind of tough, actually. <laughs> See, that part says, like, Santa. Santa. <laughs> so, surprise, this wasn't put on, uh, you know, closer to the holidays. Are they talking about their dicks? Hanging tough? We're rough. We're rough. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, one of my earliest musical memories, again, because of my sister's love of this band back in the day. Uh, but unlike Gloria Stefan, some of the songs from that era that I didn't care about, that I love now, no, this sucks. This is not good. It's for kids, though. You yeah. Know? It's it's for, like, seven-year-olds. 
for sure. Well, and like teens, they loved it. Girls yeah. loved them. I know, but even like I say, even more so preteens. Yeah, tweens, yeah, but I mean tweens. they they like preteens and it younger. wasn't for them, but they, they loved it. Like teens loved them. They were obsessed with them. You're right, but I'm saying like this is something that even appeals to, to like, younger, even yeah, younger, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get um, off of this song. Yeah, wait, hey. can you actually go in the middle? We are in the middle. Okay, well, get to get to the uh, weird, weirdly long uh, jazz piano solo. It's probably right. <laughs> what like jazz f- organ? Yeah. Yeah, jazz organ solo. <laughs> Why? I forgot about it. It's, <laughs> so it's like Why? a crazy solo too. You know, it's something tweens can really appreciate. <laughs> Like you said, this is a, a dinky solo. It's like incredible. Yeah, it's like incredible. Yeah. Jazz. <laughs> Jazz is tough. I'm rough. It's me, Danny Wahlberg. And I Donnie, play your hardest part. Oh my god, it's so so all over stupid. the place. What the fuck? <laughs> also, um, wicked smart. D- Donnie does uh, the vocals for this. He's the lead singer on this one. Oh really? Yeah, it's the Donnie lead. You can hear a little bit of Mark in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Get out of here. Oh, boy. <gasps> Finally, she saves us. She saves us from the trash we just listened to. Yeah. So, Gloria Estefan, Don't Want to Lose You, one week on the charts. She was a little bit up on the yoga phase in the video. There are a lot of yoga poses going on. I I, um, I like this one more than the one we heard last um, from 88. What was that one? Anything for you. Anything for you. I like this one a little more. The percussion can be classified as industrial light. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That electronic acoustic guitar, like yeah, it's another tranquilizing, soothing ballad by Gloria. We like, we love all. I'm glad the the ballads got a little bit of love in the late '80s. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she has a lot. Even listening to the songs for this last few years, I forgot about these two songs specifically. Yes, it's like oh. Even two, two more like amazing ballads yeah. by Gloria. Um, the chorus is unforgettable. <clears throat> unforgettable. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's so don't perfect. Want to lose you. Oh man. It, yeah. um, this was a moment I remember in the musical specifically. It was it was really awesome. So what, here, here we go. Wait. Are they past the blowjob sequence? Mm-hmm. It was just her solo on the stage singing this. I don't. Does I don't remember, Gloria I don't, do it? I don't remember the context. Does Gloria play herself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Gloria. Um, I mean, what else is she doing? She wrote it. <laughs> what else is she doing? I don't know. Her and um, Esteban. Em- Emilio Estevez. Esteban. Just kidding. Uh, Esteban. Esteban. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like anything for you better than this one, but I still love this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like Mother's Milk. That Red Hot Chili Peppers album? Kind of, because like I just want to suck on this song's nipples. The whole, like, it's... It's just so comforting. Ah. It brings me back to that time period. That's what you were doing? Like, like 89. This is right in the heart of it. <laughs> that makes it okay to say something like that. <laughs> um, we skipped over uh, some uh, music news, guys. Well, you could have interjected. I know, with the yeah. terrible songs we, we heard before We weren't this. talking much about the songs. I know, so it was yeah. A perfect I, yeah. time to get into yeah, that. Yeah, I really blew it. Um, Ringo <laughs> Star. Oh, no. Just to clarify. What happened? He died? Yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ringo dies this I year. Didn't and, and, no, that. and nobody knows. <laughs> I had to find it on Wikipedia. It wasn't really well reported. <laughs> no one. 
Damn. No, he formed. Um, no one noticed. He formed Ringo Starr and his All Star Band. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the Moscow Music Peace Festival is held in the Soviet Union. The what event- time? A year of this. I'm sorry. The event is put together by Doc McGee and the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and the headline acts include Bon Jovi, Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, Skid Row, Cinderella, and the Scorpions. Scorpio! Uh, the Monsters of Rock. Um, Madonna, during this time, gives a risque performance at the 89 MTV Video Music Awards. Okay. Um, clad in baggy black sweatpants and a black bustier, she shocks the audience by simulating masturbation. Oh, my God. Incredible. Incredible. Amazing. The, the version of the song used in the show would later serve as the opening number of the 1990s Blonde Ambition World Tour. Which one was it? Express Yourself? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Voyager 2, in August 25th, passes the planet Neptune and its moon, Triton. Triton. That's right, Ben. Um, and then Madonna is officially granted the divorce from Sean Penn. Hell yeah. Yeah. She can finally move the long, on. The long, ongoing saga yeah, exactly. of the Penn-Madonna yeah. divorce. Okay, we're back with Millie Vanilli. Girl, I'm going to miss you. Two weeks. Yeah, no, go ahead. Written by Frank Farion, Peter Bischoff-Fallenstein, and Dittmar Kawaki. Okay, there's something so odd about this song, too. It's like, it's, again, just an odd choice in terms of chords, in terms of this rapping part in the beginning, but I like it. I love it. This is the one I I like. This is the other one I was obsessing over. You love this? I have a strange fondness for a song, especially when the girl comes in. So, to listen to this song, we originally couldn't find it on Spotify, so I had to listen to it, by, but then we eventually found it. I had to watch it by watching the video. I think the video made me hate this song more, because it part. sucks. It's so lame and, and so stupid. It just feels like poorly produced or something. I, I don't like it at all. You know what it remind? You know what I just realized why I like it? ABBA. No? It reminds me of Ween, like a Ween song. Oh, okay. Such a Ween song. It sounds like ABBA, but like yeah. lights, you know? It's like, yeah. not production style, but the melody is. Yeah. Yep. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. The song is... I love it. It just won me over. I can't believe you don't like it. Yeah. Like when it you said that the other day, I didn't want to comment on it, but... This song uh, won me over. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's also that like. I want you to show me. Ah, okay. A little bit. I hear like, that chord um, change. Yeah. Love the sax. Uh, that girl like pre-chorus part reminds me of a Roger Waters solo song. Actually, like a Roger Waters solo album motif that he keeps going back to, and a girl sings it, and it just brings me back to that too. Okay. It's just a weird connection. I like. I I feel like I've already known known this song because of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't know this one at all. Then also has that sexual healing like drum. Yeah, you know the thing is Machine. the reason why I, I've been obs- so obsessed with this and the other Manili Vanilli song. They're just so they're odd choice. Like there's so many odd, odd things choices. going on, yeah. and I so I'm very intrigued by it, it because is intriguing. it's like it doesn't it's, make sense at first. Yeah, that's pro- that's definitely part of it. Like you don't expect where it goes. Yeah, it's not like A B C. Right. I hate this part. I like I it. I don't love his part. I'm gonna miss you. Hey. I, I agree with that. I don't. <laughs> when I picture a, a possibly white guy pitching down his voice, 
to make it seem like these two, like, I just kind of love the whole thing of it. You know what? This also reminds me of, like, a late 90s, like, Bewitched or something, or, like, S Club 7 or something. Yeah, S Club 7, yeah. (laughs) It's very, very comforting as well. Yeah. All right, let's move on. One more chorus. No. Fuck. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Speaking of missing you, girl. This is the longest charting song of the year. Janet with Miss You Much for four Mm -hmm. weeks. We're into getting into her uh, album after Control now, getting into that territory. Rhythm, rhythm, rhythm nation. Rhythm nation. Um, on my upcoming list of uh, albums, I want to listen to and get okay. into. I've never listened to the whole thing. I like Rhythm Nation. I don't like. I don't uh, dislike this song in any way, but I like. I like it. I love it. Yeah, I, lo- I love. The, I, I'm obsessed all, with the vibe. I'm all aboard. I'm all in on this song. Um, so the actual album, the actual album title is Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. Right, right. Again, written by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah. Janet does not have a writing credit on this particular track. Okay. Uh, it's more missing. It's also Janet full swing, New Jack swing. Yeah. Full swing. I think what it is for me is I still love. Janet, the album, probably the most yeah. of her stuff. That's fair. I mean, the, she has four uh, pretty, fl- not flawless albums, but uh, like classic yeah. albums. Actually, her most recent shit is really good, too. Yeah, it is. So, I, 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 I don't Actually, get me wrong. No. I really like this a lot, uh-huh. but it's just, I, I, there are songs I like on Control a lot more. Okay. Yeah, no, there's a couple songs I could try like more than this one. Yes, me too. This is sick, though. Yeah, I, but uh, especially the bridge. The bridge is the bridge really is tight. Really cool. yeah. yeah. And then no, this is just, just continuing, yeah, like you said, the new Jack Swing stuff that Michael just will whip off in a couple years. <laughs> like, no. totally. I'll bet, again, I haven't listened to all of Rhythm Nation. I'll bet if I listen to it now... I'm gonna like more songs than that one than I do on Dangerous. I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna make that call out right which now. Which one? What? If I listen to Rhythm Nation right now, mm-hmm. which I haven't yet, mm-hmm. I'm gonna like more songs on that yeah, than, me I do too. On, than I do on me Dangerous. Too, me, me too, personally, because personally, I kind I know of you lo- I know how much Brandon I know how much you Brandon love Dangerous. Loves I, it. I love it too. It's good, but there's I, I know there's gonna, there's misses on Dangerous, and I don't and I feel like the Jan- Rhythm Nation has less misses. I feel least. like it's gonna have less misses. No, it's it, I I'm the same way. I'm like fully into this era of. The oh, song Janet. Rhythm Nation might be my number one Janet song. I'm obsessed with the song Rhythm Nation so much. I love it. Um, it's also a fun way of saying you miss a person a great deal. Miss, miss you, you much. much? I miss you much. Yeah. It's a little cute. It's like yeah. her, her uh, classic cuteness. This song was featured in the movie Ghost Dad, a 1990 comedy starring... Never mind. I won't say who it was starring. Ghost Dad, 1990. We don't have to talk about it. Never mind. Okay. Is it Michael Richards? No, it's Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- I thought you guys would know he's from that movie. Uh, bad in a different Sorry. way. Oh, this part right here. <laughs> I miss you much. Really, really much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Love Feel it. it so much. So sexy. So groovy. Uh, so good. Don't you like it? Don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal your vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, we're back to rock set with Listen to Your Heart for one week. Kind of like I said with Five Young Cannibals, if I had this weird association in my mind mm-hmm. of uh, Kermit to this song, 
Okay. I always no with not with Kermit with this song. The Kermit with the other song. With this one, this always reminded me of like a dance recital or something mm -hmm. in high school. And I don't know why, so I was, again, Googling to try and see if I could figure it out. And this was on, I guess, a very impactful episode of some show. <laughs> some, it wasn't the OC, but it was, um, I didn't watch it. It was a show with Will Estes. Oh, shit, I can't think of the name of it. But it was just a high school show that was dramatic. Bunch and so, One Tree Hill or something? Something like that. So it wasn't one, that. One of those? Um, Dawson? I but, uh, I just remember, like, uh, one of the people that I dated in high school, like loving this song or mm -hmm. something, and I remember hearing it at a bunch of dance recitals. People dancing. Interesting. To it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is like a more streamlined version of Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> it has less of the. Okay, it has less of the uh, song scope of the of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Less valleys, less peaks, but has the same power level of glam drama and theatricality. Uh, to put it in more theatrical terms, Total Eclipse of the Heart is like a dynamic five-act musical. This is just a strong one-actor. This is pretty straightforward, <laughs> yeah. but it has the same uh, flavor. Yes. Um, uh, the cover, uh, very... Is there, is there an yeah, electronic cover? It was really cover? popular when we were... I don't remember what year. Probably when we were in high school. Yeah. Reunion. The show Reunion. You. I don't know where you, the the cover the uh, that the sample of this song is very very popular. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. But there was a show called Reunion that uh, that it was on. Um, can you okay. go to the ending if you have nothing more to say about the song? I was saying something about oh, the song. No, if you have something to say, I'm sorry. That reminds me of Bruce Hornsby, the piano. Yeah. Okay, oh, it wasn't this. Actually, it sounds like heart there, like, alone. Yeah, it does, alone, yeah. It, oh, very I much. I never really cared until I met you. Oh, different yeah. chords there, yeah. but yeah. All right, I think we can No, 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 no. No? This is not exactly what I wanted to hear. There's a really cool thing where it, it fades into strings, and the string arrangement's sick. Before that? I think it ends on it. Oh. Like, <laughs> go back a little earlier. It overpowers the rock. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Wait, hold on, let it go. There's something very, like, Final Fantasy about this part. Yeah. Okay, bad English. When I see you smile, two weeks on the charts. So, uh, former mm -hmm. chart appearer John Waite is the singer of this band. Yes, from Missing You, and also I'm missing you. Adam. Oh yeah. yeah. Neil Sean, uh, the guitar player from Journey, mm -hmm. is in this band too. It actually is, and it was written by Diane Warren again. Oh yeah. Back to mm, oh, I missed it. I messed it up. So no, sorry. John Waite, Neil. Sh Okay, I don't know what I'm going to say, but uh, this band is actually a super group combination of two bands. Yeah. So there's three people from Journey, right? Is it Journey? Yeah. And three people from The Babies with John Waite's uh, band. Mm -hmm. And there's one guy that's in both bands. I think it's Jonathan Kane. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's so like right down the middle combination like, of two that, bands. Isn't that kind of what Brandon just said? Well, he said two members, but I just want <laughs> to make just, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the whole band the is whole band, Journey yeah. and the Babies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This Sorry. Is, this is another Buzz ballad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Monster Ballad. Excuse me. Monster Ballad. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know this from Monster Ballad I like this specifically. Song. I like this more than I like the Richard Marks song. 
Uh, oh my god! I don't. Not, no, no way. not not right here waiting for you, but the other ones, like the other two. No. Satisfied? Better yeah. than satisfied. <laughs> I like it more than satisfied. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we only knew the chorus. I was familiar with the chorus. That's it. I'm kind of whatever on it. They're they're they're. Uh, ESL. You're always telling me my pity that you did my pity is wrong. I can <laughs> like it if I want. No, I just disagree with you. That's fine. No, like I know you could go do what you want. But I'm saying you're just like no, 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 no. All right, I'm saying my opinions as well. What? Now I'm self-conscious. All right, ESL. They're ESL. I was saying they're English second language. Wait, really? No, their name is Bad English though. So oh, that's a oh. joke. And then another joke I had. I really was, believed you. Uh, proud white dad aura. Um, the B the B side to this song is called "Heaven is a Four Letter Word." Okay, which I is get, not true. I get it though. They're just trying to say that like love. They're just trying to say heaven. Fuck? Heaven's a bad word. Fuck. Like maybe they're atheists uh, or something. Oh shit! Oh, these guys are definitely atheists. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. I personally don't think it's better than the Richard Marx song. But, uh, I yeah. don't even remember the name <laughs> of the first Richard Mark song. I love that one. Which one is that? Uh, Hold on to the nights. Yeah. Hold on to the nights. Yes. Oh right. Yeah, I like that one more than this, but I like not as much as satisfaction. <laughs> no, I am. I'm, I'm, so we agree then. <laughs> Why is Richard Marks compared to this? It's like I think it's just very. Who well, is John Waite and Richard Marks? Like the dad rock stuff. Oh, dad. Okay. The mom rock. Yeah. Mom rock. Sorry. But this yeah. is dad rock though. John yeah, Waite. Yeah. This is. Once yeah. he hooks up with uh, missing the, you was the journey guy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're daddies. Yeah. All right. Let's. We're in November right now. Like that remind me of three men and a baby. Like it's the daddy's girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's for a child. I think they're right. talking to. Uh, blame it on the rain. Millie Vanilli yeah, again. This was the one that I knew. Yes. I knew, I knew this song. This yeah. one and the. Uh... That woo right there sounds like future or like young thug. But this isn't the Woo! one. This isn't the song that um, that got them in trouble. There had a bigger song. It was girls. No, it's true. That's the one. Yeah. Not a bigger song, but that's the one where they got outed as being... live live during the show. Yeah. Yeah. Great behind the music. VH1 behind the music. Yes. Uh, like, I think they're like highest rated episode of that show probably. Um, Another weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff. Not, yeah. It's, it's a little bit more straightforward than the other two. Uh-huh. But and I don't like this one as much, uh-huh. and I think that's why because it makes more sense in a weird way. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Yeah, it does like a really odd chord decision before in the pre-chorus. Yes. Like it modulates in such a weird way. Weird way. We'll get to it in a minute. It's right here. Not yet. Right here. That's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Once you're in it, it feels okay, but the the, the yeah. quick turn to it is very get strange. To it. Yeah. yeah, they took a weird route. Like they went down an alley or something. Um, you see, it was written by Diane Warren. This one? Yeah, back-to-back Diane Warren number really? one hits. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Which I was wondering, how did Diane Warren get mixed up with these people? Yeah, especially if it was that one guy doing it all. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of weird. It's like the first album. It's it's interesting. Um, this is the one I knew the most. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it was like it's like their classic song, right? This one and the girl. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. True. Yeah. Um, Danny, what do you think? I like it. <laughs> I, I I like okay the very first one we heard I like more because of its absurdity and yeah. complexity and mm. the eight different parts. Mm. Second one I hated. You guys love. I don't really understand. <laughs> um, so this one's like in second place for me of their of their three songs. 
This is in second this place. This is in the second place. Of their three number one But I've been flipped. What? This is in second place for me as well, well but I flip my favorite and my least I favorite. I don't understand. So you like the ballad one the most? Yes. I think I do too, but I still this is still third for me. Interesting. So we have three okay. different rankings. No, I actually, I think I, I like the first one the most. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, Wait, no, you like this know. one the most? No, you like. No, I like the first one the most. most. You like the first one the most as well. The very first one. I kind of like this, the ballad more. I can't tell which one. This is definitely third for me, though. This is second for me. It'd be good if we remember the names of the songs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We talked yeah. about not that long ago. Blame it on something. All right, we're, we are middle of December Speaking now. Speaking of blaming something. Oh, God. We're back to Mr. Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Two weeks. Okay. You guys can inform me here about okay. this song. Do people hate this song? Yes. Yes. People hate it. And okay. so he okay. doesn't like it either. Yeah. Anymore. Okay. It's one of those. Okay. He, um, he wrote the lyrics first, which is something he rarely does, and he says that's why the song is, has no melody. <laughs> yeah, he's upset about the melody of the song. He says yeah, it's, it's, it's a terrible melody. Yeah, he me- said um, it's melody. like a mosquito buzzing around in your head. <laughs> um, he's a history buff, so mm-hmm. he, he was... Um, he, what, what, did you read, read where he said that he was talking to some young person and that you didn't know this, that you didn't know about... Oh, really? And that's what kind of made the idea... I just wish it was more um, chronological. Billy? Oh, is that what bothers you? I like, okay, here's the thing about the song. I love the production of the song. The jungle drums in the beginning, like yeah, the high-pitched too. toy synth organ, Conair-style sky-high electric guitar, and this, like, gang vocal thing is so cool. I hate the lyrics of his song. Yeah. I hate the idea of him just naming things, like, that he knows from history. It just pretty much proves that he knows how to use a Dewey Decimal System in the library correctly. <laughs> uh, but I do yeah. love the melody and chorus of the song, so it's like I feel kind of conflicted when I hear a song. See, that's funny. I'm uh, the same. I'm the same way. I'm a I, little. Yeah. I'm a little opposite. I actually like. I appreciate the effort. Like, I, it's not something I would ever have the confidence yeah. to do, and I and I don't mind it. But I I I don't like the melody that I like. Actually, I like, like it. I like the verses less than the the chorus. Me too. But it, it is just so silly. It is silly. But also, the other thing is that it's just so long. It's so long. It's so repetitive. Like, yeah. He does, like, he had a goal to, I think, name a hundred different things. And because he had that goal, the song is too long. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it, it's still not as long as that, whatever that song was on the last year that we said still had four minutes left to go, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this one's more repetitive. It's, yes. It's literally like, mm, What's mm. weird is even though people mm. don't like it, if he didn't play this at a show, people would be upset, like his oh, yeah. fans. Like yeah. he has to play it. Yeah. Um, we all we talk about his look a lot. I like his look in this. The best look. Yeah, it is he his best look. I think. Would we'll say yeah. he's cool. Still not my favorite look. I love the younger. I, I like with the sunglasses, uh, the short hair. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like complete yeah. opposite. He looks um, so dad in that yeah. to me. I, I like that look. Yeah, I like, but it's a good look for him. It's he's cool. At heart, a dad. <laughs> so like. <laughs> You know what uh, I mean? There was anyway, a, yeah, there was a, uh, go ahead. Uh, I remember in school, this was like a, uh, a project you'd get a lot in school. Yeah. And you would have to like replace the lyrics with other things from history. Yeah. And turn it into like, we didn't start really? the fire. Really? Never, <laughs> never did that? No. Did you ever do that? It's something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I remember this being a part of some lesson. Yeah. I didn't actually know this song because I knew some Billy Joel songs when I was young and Chris Kaderi would always sing this song like in grade school, I remember. <laughs> Um, I remember a parody of this song I really liked, probably like middle school, high school. It was Tom Green. 
um, he did a pet names for genitalia. <laughs> pet <laughs> names for genitalia, and it was like <laughs> purple helmet warrior. <laughs> like I'm just like all dicks yeah, for dicks. Yeah, yeah. it was really great. <laughs> we can move on. I like the vocal. I like the vocal here. When it builds. I was just. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I love. I love when his voice gets like that. Yeah. I like it there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. End of the year. Okay. Phil Collins, part. Another Day in Paradise. The final number one the of the final. 1980s. 80s. Guys, we're here. And you know what? Um, this is out of maybe. Aside from Against All Odds, mm -hmm. this is my favorite of the Phil number ones that we've covered. I love this song. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Really, favorite of the I Phil number ones. Love this song. Mm -hmm. This is probably my favorite overall discovery, because I've never heard a song before this. Right. Definitely. I, I remember the night we listened to it. Yeah. Love this song. Um, You'd never heard this song before? No. Oh I knew about God. the title, but I've never heard the song. Yeah. I like. I know this song. It's a good one. I love this vibe. Um, this is the perfect marriage of Dave, what we talk about, of... We love the vibe, but I love the song too. So yes, this is, vibe this and song works perfect. Match, uh, such a nice melody in the oh verse. Yeah. Yep. Another like song you'd sing for a king, because <laughs> it's very medieval. But at the same time, it's about uh, the homelessness uh, situation in the world. Yeah. The whole song is about like him seeing a homeless person and feeling like you know. I did the not know that. The awkwardness, the shame. Mm. Was that? No, I didn't pay, I didn't, yeah, know, yeah. I didn't pay attention it's, to It's literally yeah. about that. So, um... It's funny you say medieval kind of sounds stingish. Very stingish. Very stingish. Um, <laughs> it stings. It really stings. <laughs> uh, classic Phil percussion setup. A soft bedroom demo drum machine paired with a very heavy gated snare eventually. Have, you know, he like does his two drum styles. Yeah. This, this part I love. Love his part. And on the harmony, that's David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, I didn't know also, that either. Um, yes. You can hear it. You know, he's a he's also, David Crosby is a Twitter man of the people. He's like, if you ask him a question, he's more likely than maybe any like celebrity to answer it. Is it really him? Mm. Yeah, it is him, yeah. <laughs> um, many of the songs from But Seriously were written, written in the attempt to offset what Collins called middle-of-the-road songs, choices, that made his reputation a little more trivialized than he wanted it to be. Uh, so it's a more serious song. Definitely uh, a bit of a nod to Peter Gabriel, even. Peter Gabriel-led Genesis. Like He's got that medieval Renaissance yeah. fair style. Mm -hmm. What else? It's good. It just really feels good. How do you feel about this song ending the decade? Feels right. It feels like we're about to go over. We're gonna cross the threshold into a new decade. It's let's yeah. Let's breathe in. Let's. It's it's also totally. You, you get someone who is just like an '80s staple. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Taking yeah. you yeah. over that. I'm happy with him taking us, taking us there. Reminds yeah. me of like packing everything up and driving Daddy. down the road. We're going with now, Daddy Phil. Does he join us into the '90s? Uh, he listen. He's around. <laughs> right. But he's not going to be holding your hand as right. much as he does in the 80s. So he's right. going to come back every once in a, a while. A little send-off. Right. Yeah. yeah. George Michael joins us. Oh. Does he? Yeah. The next album is pretty big, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, Freedom Freedom 90 on the next album. But uh, he does fade away a little bit. But Right. Yeah. Um, Whitney joins us. Oh, Whitney joins us in a major way. Michael continues. Janet. 
Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Madonna. Madonna, totally. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So a lot of the staples of the eighties yeah. continue to the nineties, but a lot of them get a lot of them stay behind. A lot of most them, of them. We, most we of leave them a lot of people behind. Yeah, I'd yeah. Say most. We're about to yeah. get into a interesting territory yeah. very quickly. And uh, um all right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, at this this is the end of the year 89. Um, at this time Ice Cube leaves NWA. Mm. Um, melted. What? Yeah, 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 he melted. He um, melted out of the group. Yeah, he melted out of the group. Dave, do you have any notes before we get into our least favorites? Uh, I or? do, actually, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so at the Grammys for this particular year, hosted by Gary Shandling, RIP, uh, record of the year went to Arif Martin and Bette Midler for Wind Beneath My Wings. Mm-hmm. Also won Song of the Year. And album, album of the Year went to... Don Wass and Bonnie Raitt for Bonnie Raitt's album, Nick of Time. Which, like, I guess... I think that has I Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, it doesn't. It has Nick of Time, but that's, like, very close to... Okay. I, I think I Can't Make You Love Me is the next album. Great stuff. Uh, okay, here are the top three selling singles of the year. Okay. Ready? Look Away, number one, by Chicago. Ugh. Really? Yes. Jesus. Number two, prerog- My wait, Prerogative... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Yes. <laughs> and it charted last year, the year before. Yeah, because it charted at the end of the year, but wow. I guess people kept fucking buying it. That's insane. It's bad news. Number two, My Prerogative by Bobby Brown. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And Every Rose Has a Thorn oh, by Poison. God. So stuff that charted early in the year or late last year. So honestly, people that you know make the argument that grunge needed to happen, they have a good argument. Yeah. They have a pretty good argument. It's a lot of shit. Here's an other songs we know from the era that charted... Uh, sorry, that sold a lot. So the 33 most highest selling single of the year, Wild Thing by Tone Loke. Number 35, If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Cool. 42, Bust a Move by Young MC. Mm-hmm. 47, Love Shack by the B-52s. Nice. 48, Every Little Step by Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. 59, Cherish by Madonna. Cool. This one surprised me. Number 68, Love Song by The Cure. Mm. Did not know it was that huge of a song. Number 81, Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. <laughs> they're, they're selling, but they're not hitting number one. Right. 91, Alice Cooper's comeback. He almost died the year previous or this year, but he's back, baby, with Poison. The okay. 91st highest selling single. And 99, The End of Innocence by Don Henley. <laughs> wow. I had no idea it even came out that year. Right. So, the what else? Oh, yeah. And then, do we say that? That uh, best new artist originally was awarded to Millie Vanilli, mm-hmm. but they got it revoked. Did we say who replaced them? I don't know if they ever gave it to oh, anybody else. They just else. stripped they it away stripped from it them. Away. Yeah, that's. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Into the uh, mechanics, like the mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's do our our lists here. Let's do um. Let's do least favorite first. Um, I guess I'll I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. I think. You know, I, for as as weird as this year seemed at first, yeah. I, there are not a lot of songs I initially say I hate, so mm-hmm. it's easily going to go to Every Rose Has Its Thorn because it starts yeah. the year. Yeah. I, I was going to do that too, but it, I, again, it, it's too obvious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah. I, I, yes, that, that's the easiest way I can put it, but I totally I agree with you, though, for the most part. Um, my worst, uh, girl, I'm going to miss you. Really? Wow. Okay. Really vanilla. Yeah, I don't. I uh, I don't get it. I don't like understand. 
Um, I think that's why I don't like it. Do so you like Every Rose Has a Storm more than that song? Let it, the record uh, show. Fuck. The song I want to <laughs> listen to least is New Kids on the Block's first song. Yeah. What's yes. it called? Uh, Hang It Tough? Hang it, no, 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 the other one. I'll oh, Be Loving You yeah. Forever. That was my other option so dumb. if I didn't go with... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Such with, a nothing song. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where I go for that. Okay. All right, surprising. Um, um, you know, I think just by default, I'm going to say Paula Abdul because I was surprised that she had three and yeah. Cold Hearted is the last one to appear. So that's my default because I just had no idea. Yeah. No, I was definitely surprised that she had that many number one songs. So that's yeah, it's, it's not even that I'm surprised at that song. It's right. like I see why, but I'm just surprised by her the most. Totally, totally. Um, I went with because of how many weeks it was number one. Like this song, I think it was three, and there's not that many that did three. It was a lot of like one and two week songs throughout the year. Um, Lost in Your Eyes, Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. Yeah, like I didn't know that song that well, and it was number one for like. I think it was three weeks, which mm-hmm. is longer for this year. So okay. that was a big surprise for me, for sure. I have to go with When I'm With You by Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> that song yeah. being unearthed and then yeah. to the point where it's hitting number one. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Truly yeah. insane. Yeah. Nothing yeah. about that song should pop to number one. Yeah. yeah. Especially I can you, see it being a regional popular song, but yeah. like universally. Yeah. Especially when you learn that they broke up. Six years before. Canadian band. It's it's bizarre. What bizarre story? What was the other band in another year that had a hit that they wrote like six years prior? There's a few. Yeah, there was. There is another specific Uh, example. it was one recently was uh Billy and the Beaters. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Like a hard rock band. Because remember we oh, said we oh, changed the word White the Snake. Name? White, White Snake, Snake yes. changed. They re-released the song though. Yes. Um, and also the same thing is with uh, Red Red Wine. Red Red, sorry, Red Red Wine is originally from 1983. And oh, their ver- even their version is older. Yeah, and then oh. they re-released it with a like uh, reggae rap in the middle. Okay. And it got popular. It, it hit pop- number one in the UK, but it hit number one in the US in '88, like years later. Okay. Um, so no consensus so, still. Yeah, no consensus. Yeah, no consensus. I right, wanted to want to do five. I got five ready. Dave, you got five All right, ready. If you have Let five get, ready, you guys go, and I'm gonna get one together. Okay, okay do yours. Me first. Yeah. Okay. Since you're exactly ready. <laughs> okay. Top five. Here we go. Of the year. Of the year. Of the year. Ending the '80s with the top five of 1989. Number five. My prerogative. Bobby Brown. Okay. Number four. Don't want to lose you. Gloria Stefan. Okay. Number three, Miss You Much, Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Number two, She Drives Me Crazy, Fine Young Cannibals. Mm-hmm. And number one, come on, Like a Prayer, Madonna. Not even fucking yeah, close. Yeah, not even close. Not even kind of. close. Light years beyond the rest of the year, I think, personally. Number two was um, She Drives Me Crazy. She Drives Me Crazy. Yeah. Okay. So in my little initial... Jot down list. This is, this is kind of hard. This is very. Let me tell you how many songs I have in my initial yeah. jot down list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh my god. Okay. Out of like thirty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna quickly. Okay, I'm gonna quickly do this by instinct. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. My number. <sighs> this is really hard. As as a. Mm, okay. My number five is going to be She Drives Me Crazy. Okay. Okay. My number four 
is going to be, uh, <laughs> I'm going to miss you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my Man. number three is, um, I'm sorry. I'm taking so long. Cause I'm, I'm like thinking on the fly. My number three is toy soldiers. Oh, cool. Okay. Love that song. Uh, I, I, you know what? I didn't give that song enough listens. I, it is really cool. Actually, you know what? No, my number three is If You Don't Know Me By Now. Wow. And then my number two is Toy Soldiers. Cool. And then my number one is Like a Prayer. Cool. Okay. Sorry that took so long. I, no, no, I, no, it's right. I had a lot of stuff I wish I could put on there, but... Dave, are you, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so... I'm surprised you didn't put Living Years on yours. Um... I almost did too, but yeah, it was, it was definitely close. Yeah. Okay. No. I like those five. I this is hard. Out. This is very hard, but um, this is what I think it will be. So number five, it is the Living Years. Cool. Wow. Number five is the Living Years. And number four for me is my prerogative. Number three for me is another day in paradise. This, yeah, I wanted to put this on there too. Mm-hmm. Number two is Toy Soldiers. Number oh, one nice. is Like a Prayer. Nice. All right, so you know what to put on right like now. Like a Prayer. Let's end and, the 80s. I on, mean, on, on the, the maybe one note. of the most perfect songs of all time. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, Dave, you and I with Toy Soldiers at number two. Love Toy Soldiers as well. Mm. Like, did you put that on your list? No. no. Um, you don't really care for it as much. Like I said, I would. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I would have. Maybe I didn't give it enough listens. What I, is your top know. five again? I'm sorry. Mine was um, my prerogative. Mm-hmm. Don't want to lose you. Right. Miss almost you, put that on there. Miss you much. Yeah. Almost put that on there as well. Shocked you didn't put miss you much in the top five. So close. Like so, that's um, like five. That's six and seven for me. She drives me crazy. That's probably up there. Like a prayer. Those are my five. You know I. Because I okay I, I like I love Eternal Flame. I love, me too. I, that's a, that's the top. I had I had a hard time not putting that on there. I had a hard time not putting. Living years. Um, Damn, this sounds like it's like your favorite year almost. Could I be. think it's my. F- it might be my favorite year. Wow. Because it's it's stuff that I didn't listen to a lot. Yeah. So I had more enjoyment, like discovering. It's these more songs. discovery for me. There yeah. are there, yeah, okay. there are years with songs I love more. Yeah. But right. I'm. But you I've knew never, them already. I knew them already. This is. More, I get what you're saying. Like even in this one, we had no George more, Michael, no Michael Jackson. There was this had the most this and '88 for me too. It had a lot of discovery. It, yeah, it really did. The yes. end of the '80s that had a lot of which was discovery fun. songs. So the tentative plan for the listeners out there, I mean, for this end of the year special, we're probably going to rank all the years mm-hmm. individually and, yeah. and come up with a point system that way. Maybe we'll touch on some songs that didn't make number one that yeah, we, that we have, sure. that we've forgotten we'll, about. I'm going to make a document on all the ones that we did, like our least favorites, all that type uh-huh. of stuff. I'm gonna also, we'll I'm talk gonna, about the albums that hit, like, uh, yeah, 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 we'll do that. It's being be 80s spectacular. Mm-hmm. I need to make a change. Okay. Because wow, oh it's not sitting well with me. Oh my I'm getting God. rid of... Unheard of. I'm getting rid of I'm Gonna Miss You. I, I have this weird thing with <laughs> Millie Vanilli right yeah. now. You can keep it. It's no, 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 okay. it's okay. I'm bumping She Drives Me Crazy up to four. And awesome. I'm, and I'm putting Another Day in Paradise as my... Oh, that's where, that's where it belongs. I love it. But I still love Eternal Flame too. Oh my god! Me too. Like Eternal I kind of, I kind of want a top ten. Dude, I kinda, what is? I kind of want to take if you don't know me by now out now because it's like it's almost cheating because it's. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's a. I really Listen, enjoyed this year. Great year. If yeah, I it was were, cool. I'm gonna shout out right now. Um. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna shout out Eternal Flame. I think that would be my top ten. Mm -hmm. I would also put. Uh, uh, I'm gonna put. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, listing the song. Yeah, don't, about hold, on, hold on. Don't want to lose on. you now is another one. Don't that, want you lose now. Oh, definitely. That's in yeah. the top ten. Shout out to that one. Uh, Missy much. Shout out to that. And this one I don't think it's gonna line up with you guys. Listen to your heart. I love that song. <laughs> I really love that song. I'm surprised that out of the three of us that you put Living Years in your top five. Because I love that too. That's in my top it's ten. It's good. It makes it me is, feel good. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, great year. telling you. Fun year. Are we going to rank... We'll probably rank the number... The, the, uh, the consensus favorite of each year. We'll probably Have rank, rank those individually too. Yeah, I think we should do that. Instead That'd be of the of years as a whole... Well, We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. It'll be a disaster of yeah. an episode. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it will probably be like two hours long. It's okay. going to take us forever to figure out the format, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get it right for you guys. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, for the loyal we'll listeners. We'll make it juicy well, for you. Thank yeah. you guys for uh, sticking, sticking, sticking through the 80s. We're going to be... Yeah. Um, we're going to do the 90s next. We may... Yeah, we are. We're going to jump we into don't, the 90s. We don't know what's going to happen after that. We mm. may go keep going. Yeah. Or we may go backwards to the 70s to the before 70s. going we to the 2000s. We might go back to the 70s. I would kind of be really... really I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Ooh, I think it might be fun to do yeah. that. Then go to the 2000s. To, yeah. yeah. And then like go that. to the 60s and then the yeah. teens. Actually, the that's teens. probably what we should do. Yeah. It, yeah. By the time we... Yeah. It'll be the end of 2019 by the time we... Uh, yeah, we might be able to yeah, do all of it. Might, the time it might work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that could be cool. <laughs> Should hold it off. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Um, all right. This is uh, this is uh, Board Brass Brand. This is your '80s babies one last time. What a great decade! That's Jesus right. Christ. Very cool. What are we going to be the '90s finies? '90 heinies because we're running around in. <laughs> well, we're '90s kids. The '90s boys, yeah. maybe. I don't know. We'll think of something. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I'm a Nickelodeon gonna, kid. I'm a Nickelodeon <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I do kind of hate that. But um, <laughs> do you think '80s is gonna be the the decade we love the most? Yeah. For the charting songs, yeah, probably, probably right. Yeah. For the charting I've, songs, charting songs. I yeah. peaked into the '90s a bit. There's, I'm excited for the next yeah. two years yes. because it's still like it's yeah. still era. It's like '89 yeah. again and again. Yeah, I'm excited Stuff to hear that, to hear the change. I'm excited yeah. to hear yeah. the sounds change. I wonder yeah. who's kind of that first number one song that's like, okay, we're here. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. excited. No. To, I'm excited to yeah. discover what, what's out the new trends. Yeah. yeah, it's probably Madonna. She'll still be there. She'll still be there. Madonna takes us there. And on that note, bye. On that note, Davey. Bye, bye. I'm Davey. Dirty Diana, Danny. Brandy, Brandy, bye, 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 bye,